How's everybody doing? Um, sorry about this. I when opening up the room, accidentally, it, uh, accidentally clicked off the option to turn on video. So sorry about that. Tonight's show will not have Tisk. video. But I mean, there's, we'll no to, to, uh, there's no way to turn it on. Was that? There's no way no, to turn it on. No. Once you no. Once you've opened the room, unfortunately, it doesn't give you the option of uh, turning on video. So that's my bad. I know, I know that you got all made up and everything. Sorry about that, Rory. Dude, I literally, like, one minute before this started, I just, like, dumped tea all of, like, all over myself. I was like, oh, oh wow. God, I had to run out of the room. Yeah, no, the one you want to apologize to me is I got, uh, you know, being a, being a lady, had to fix my face, so thanks for that. Good job. <laughs> <It's> yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, I, you know, I got all, I got all dolled up for you guys too. You know, you're not the only one, but, uh, you know, my, my, my sincere apologies, my apologies. Um, but, uh, yeah, tonight's show, we've been betting this one back and forth for a little while. Um, and that's, that's, uh, the topic of bad relationships. Like how to know yeah. when you're in just a shitty relationship, how to not bad romance, you might say. Yeah, I mean, we we all of us all of us have gone through it. We've all dealt oh, with yeah. it. We've been, yeah. You know, there's there's seasons for everything, and sometimes there's a season for a relationship to end. And it's just like, how the fuck? How do I get out of this? Like, I, I don't I don't want to be here. I'm not happy. What if you got in a bad relationship knowing it was going to be a bad relationship? Can either of you say? Can either of you say you've done common. that? Because I've done that. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's very common. Where it's like it's just something that you. Like, you don't, like, you're just like, well, I guess I'll just get into this, you know, whatever, like, who cares? And then, like, the, the more time you spend in it, you're like, this is terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's it's no good. And and I and I, I said this before, but it's like pretty much every every bad relationship, like you know it's a bad relationship. You know, like I yeah, think like, you do. You you may not admit it to yourself, but like you kind of know. You know, like you kind of you you sort of figure it out. You just you kind of lie to yourself yeah. because for whatever reason, you know, there's something in that relationship that you really it's, I mean, sometimes it, it's, it feels safe being in a relationship, you know, uh, and somebody, you know, somebody like myself, I've done this plenty of times before I learned, you know, you really ought to just not do this. If you see things going south, just cut bait, uh, which is just like, if you, if you see like, just because you had really good feelings at the beginning of the relationship, what you're experiencing is that person's persona in the Jungian sense, like the, you know, the face that they put on for the rest of the world to see them with, uh, you know, the, the face that you put on to, let's say like meet your girlfriend's parents, but just because you see that side of them and you like it doesn't mean that that's the person that you're going to get all the time. I don't even necessarily think they owe you that. Like nobody can really keep up the persona indefinitely, but when you really get to know a person, it's really on you to decide, can I like, am I okay being around this person? for a significant portion of my life or are they making my life more difficult? You know? Yeah. I mean, the, the question is like, you know, when going into a relationship and going into anything really, it's like, ask yourself, what or do you want to get out of it? Right. Same thing with, you know, when going on Twitter, for example, right. We'll put it, we'll put it like that, you know, really ask yourself, what are you looking to get out of whatever you're doing? Like you're getting into a relationship, whether you're starting a new job, whether you're, you know, starting your posting, like, really ask yourself why you're doing it. And then honestly ask yourself, is that what you're getting out of the relationship? Right? Because that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't, they don't really understand, like, or they don't really cognize or really think through what they want specifically out of a relationship. And, and because of that, they, they sort of end up, you know, there are, there are hilariously bad relationships. There are terrifyingly bad relationships. But to me, the vast majority of them are just these weird zombie relationships that just shouldn't go on as long as they do, but they just do because, well, people just don't want to move on or they don't want to leave. And so they just kind of get locked yeah. in. It's, you know, it's that old phrase, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Here's the problem, though. Like, <laughs> like Rory, I know that your relationships have gone, like, fairly well. And, and from what you've yeah. told me, it seems like you're fairly good at just recognizing when things are just not to the benefit of either of you and, you know, making the mature decision to making the mature decision to leave. I haven't done so well with that. I've stayed in like really bad fucking toxic relationships way longer than I should have. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've had some go like, I've had some go really, really badly. Um, and so like, I, I guess my, uh, my question for you and my question for the listeners is like, all right. So w at what point do you, uh, decide that it's just not for you and how do you how do you get out and another question how do you avoid getting into these bad relationships in the first place well i mean i think the biggest you know the first piece of advice i would have at least this is my opinion and, you know, maybe people might disagree is that before you get into a relationship you should be okay being single yeah right because if you're not okay being single like you're going to you are going to seek out relationships that are just, you know, you'll seek out not whatever is available. And, and that's, it's yeah. not great. Like you're not entering into relationships or 
really entering into anything with a clear head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in addition to that, I would say, I don't know, like I said before, you know, understanding what you want out of a relationship, like what makes a relationship bad for you. And, and for that could be different, you know, person to person. Like some people really like sort of, you know, predictable calm relation, like, you know, partners, some people like just constantly having their life in flux. It just depends on the person, right? And you have to, and the only person that can answer that is, you know, yourself. Yeah. Rika, what are, what are your thoughts? Cause I, I gotta say, like, I feel like I'm not the right one for this topic. Like I've, I've had, I would say, like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know, if, uh, if worst comes to worst, like I'm good. I have, you know, I I have the, uh, the the children that I want. I more or less have the career that I want. Like there's things that I want to do, obviously, but uh, you know, I'm on I'm on the uh, the career track that I want. Um, and if I, you know, if I end up single again, I'm very comfortable just not being in another relationship. Maybe relationships aren't for me. What, what are your thoughts, though? Um, I'm honestly in a similar boat, but yeah, I've had hilariously bad relationships, uh, terrifyingly bad relationships. Haven't really had the zombie relationship, Rory. Um, they either went like catastrophically bad, you know, within a matter of a year or, you know, they were just hilarious because one of my relationships was so like, so bad. We fought over such ridiculous things that like our friends would get up and leave the table while we were all out to dinner. Like that's how bad and goofy. It was so I uh, I'm not sure. And I've got so much going on at the moment that like dating has just been last on the list. Relationships just last on the list. There's just too much I have to deal with uh, myself about myself for me to be like, yeah, let me uh, let me invite somebody else into this chaos right now. It's just nah, nah, I'm good. I feel like that's fairly common now too. I mean, at least certainly I think it's more common now than it was before the pandemic. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but I feel like, I feel like most people, like there's certainly a larger, a growing number of people who I think, especially during the pandemic ended up in zombie relationships, like relationships where they should have just ended it. But because, you know, like, what are you going to, like, if you break up, like you're just going to be like alone in your house or just like hanging out with your roommates. So you sort of stuck around Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's, we're still kind of in the, the sort of after effects of that. Yeah, people got married during COVID. I'm curious to know how that's going. Well, a lot of them are not going super well, but it's you like that. Uh, no, I, I think part of it was like people being trapped indoors for a very long time with people that they didn't necessarily want to be trapped indoors with for that lengthy period of time. And not just uh, roommates, but like romantic partners, etc. And I think that once we've like come out of it, we haven't, I don't know, we've been trying to get back to normal, but we're just not back to normal. And yeah. unfortunately, like trying to resume the normal course of relationships, like, I mean, let's, you know, be honest about what a relationship is. Really, it's like the foundation for a family, like for the most part, when people get together and have relationships. They're really just trying to sort out, can I settle down and have a family with you? I mean, for the, I mean there's also tax got, reasons. I mean, that's why I did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for the, I'm saying for the most part, like most people, like, I know that some people don't want to have children. Some people, uh, you know, 
uh, don't have an interest in getting married. Some people are in like polyamorous relationships. Okay. So like those outliers aside, cause that's, you know, that's, those are for the most part edge cases. Most people get together because they want to quote unquote, settle down and have a family. Well, you're already doing the settling down part when you live together. It's the get having a family, getting married part. And because we beat around the bush with our decisions for so long, a lot of it has to do with financial reasons. And because none of us are financially secure right now, like unless you have, unless you come from money, none of us are really secure. So we end up sort of like spiraling in these long-term relationships that aren't necessarily going to go anywhere. And it's like, well, I am happy enough. I'm unhappy at times. I'm not happy enough to be committed in a relationship, like to be married per se. I'm just going to keep doing this. And eventually people will get fucking sick of each other. Or am I, am I off base here or? No, I don't think that's, that's true. Like, I think that most people, like people do get really sick and tired of each other, right? Like, especially, especially in COVID where the social context of your relationship has fundamentally changed, right? Like you don't, you're not going out with friends. You're not hanging out with people. You're just, um, you're just hanging out. Like you're, you're, you're not with the sort of social group that you initially were with. Right. Um, and because of that, it is, you know, it, it changes the way you approach that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally. Cause again, like, you know, and the same thing where it's like, yeah, you're stuck in your house, right? That was, I think, the big thing that killed a lot of relationships for a lot of people. Um, where it's like, yeah, you're stuck in the house with another person. Like, all those weird little problems you had that you that you were like, yeah, I don't really like this about the person, but, like, you know, I, I'll move on. Like, that becomes a real problem when you're stuck inside. And, and so it just changes, you know, the way that you well, approach those things. Well, it's like you said, Rory, if you're not comfortable being by yourself, being single, you won't ever get comfortable with another person. Now, if you've jumped into a relationship while not being comfortable with yourself and probably same for the other person, yeah, you're going to be annoyed very, very, very quickly with their uh, behaviors, especially if you're forced to be together at all times. Yeah. No, I'm surprised more people didn't kill their spouses during... uh during COVID-19. I feel like that would have been a great movie. I don't know. Do you guys agree? Like Wait, a version so what? Of like, yeah, like a version of Rear Window, but it takes place during the pandemic. I'm surprised that hasn't idea, actually, actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they, they should have... I mean, what was the... What was it? The last... They, cause they made Sorry, for, for anybody that's not familiar, Rear Window was this Alfred Hitchcock movie where this guy... Uh, what do you have? Like a broken leg? Um, yes. you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all he can do is just like sit and look out his window because he's not able to move. But as he's like looking out his window and like peeping on his neighbors, he thinks that he sees one of his neighbors killing his wife. Do you know that they remade that movie with uh, who's the guy that played Superman? Okay, Christopher Reeve. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, right after Christopher Reeve's accident, <laughs> they're like, "Well, what do we do?" Oh, Christopher Reeve? And they're like, oh. "Well, we're gonna remake Rear Window." Oh. Like, I feel like they could remake it with like John or with. Um, Steven Seagal. I mean, he spends most of his movies just sitting. So, <laughs> like, I feel like, yeah, that would be the perfect role for Steven Seagal. Like, just sitting, yeah. like, you know, like, sitting in a room, like, staring, and, like, occasionally saying something to, like, a random Romanian woman. I feel like that would be <laughs> the ideal. And that already is most Steven Seagal movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to get into, like, the lore of Steven Seagal movies with you. Uh, no, no. 
But yeah, yeah. I find I've, you a I've girl seen. that you can watch Steven that you can watch Steven Seagal movies with. That's all I'm saying. I think if you were alive, like in the 1990s, you, you it was like obligatory that you saw at least one. Yeah. Well, okay, so Rory, like, okay, so I'll say, you know, I think. I think uh, some people are at least familiar with like my absolute worst relationship, but I will say, for example, like I was in one relationship where um, I, I was, I was in a relationship with a, uh, with a, with a doctor. Um, I'm assuming that she probably ha has her own practice by now, but uh, when we were together, um, she was actually in her residency period. So she was, you know, doing those like 24 hour shifts and I, I, people, I think, um, I think people have a different idea as to what life is like for doctors who are going through the residency than what actually happens. Like, yeah, they do do 24 hour shifts. That is true. But then they get, they got a couple of days off after that. They usually, like they won't tell you to come back to work the next day. Right. You know, bright and early. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and generally like their hours of work are so, like usually around 45 to maybe 60 at the very most. Cause they do have work. They have workers rights as well. Right. Yeah. It's not to say that it's not difficult work. It is, but like they do have free time. And unfortunately during that free time, a lot of what she spent time thinking about was like, I'm a doctor and he works, you know, I've got my MD. He's got his bachelor of the arts. He's working like middle management for a financial company, you know? So, so like, where is this going long-term? And like the, the pressure I felt to like, go back and get an MBA and maybe I should like look for an executive position. And you know, why are you not like trying to climb the ladder faster or so on and so on. That was stressful. Like I've, I've been in that situation more than once where like, I felt like I had to either catch up to my partner, even though like I was working a fairly good job making decent money, but it's like, well, yeah, but I want you to make more money. You know, it's, it's happened more than once where it's like, I, I need you to make more money because this is what I want for my life. It's like, what the, like, why is it my response? Like, not, not only did I have to like catch up to where she was, but I had to exceed it. And me not doing that was a problem. So I'm like, but you, I had the same job when we started dating. I, I let you know what my career path was when we, you know, we're talking about like the possibility of long-term relationship, even the possibility of marriage. And I was just like, yeah, I, I kind of like the track that I'm on. I'm not going to suddenly like disrupt and change that. I'm not going to like drop out and go back to school. I think I, I'm doing fine as it is. But yeah, the, the, it just got really difficult. Like we ended up like having arguments and stuff. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't even know what we're arguing about other than the fact that, cause we're not like in debt, we're not doing badly financially. You know, uh, if we want to talk about like saving up to make a down payment for a home, like sure we can talk about that, but like, we don't, we don't organize our finances together. You're not really clear about whether or not you want to get married. So like, why are we going through this rigmarole about what a relationship is supposed to look like long-term? when basically I don't even know if you're in it for the long term. So yeah, like I had well, to, I had to, learned, I had to, I had to exit out of that relationship. And it was, if there's it was, one thing we learned from yeah. TikTok this week yeah. is that the key to doing that is to start is to become a Reddit porn star. If you're, if you're, if your partner is, is like working in the medical field and they're away all the time, the key is to just start cruising for chicks on Reddit. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is that oh the nurse? my god! Is that the nurse? Yeah, the video nurse you're that was oh, okay. The nurse yeah. that was saying that her her boyfriend had a, like a side piece, but then he was also like, 
He had a side piece. Sorry, he had a he had a baby monster franchises in different cities. Hold on, no, no, she buried the lead there because she was talking about him dating like a single mom who was almost twice his age, and then she goes off and says like, "Oh yeah," and like you know, I found out that he had a hundred gigabytes of porn with women (laughs) of himself. Of him, yeah, of himself. He made porn with women that he met on Reddit. On Reddit, a hundred online gigabytes. On Reddit, hundreds of gigabytes. Look, if you're not seeing that the warning signs for that, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I I knew when I got cheated on. Like, you, if you want to be in denial about it, which I decided to be in denial about it, that's fine. But like, there are signs. You should, like, I don't also, believe that she didn't see any of the signs. Also, like, here's the other thing. To be honest, like. Why would you tell anyone about that? Like again, I would never share. Like you, you would have to hit me with hammers to get that out of me, man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, speaking of bad relationships, yeah, you know, I feel like the money thing is definitely. But you know, maybe again, like those are, you know, I think money is often like a a shorthand for a different kind you know for like much deeper problems where it's like i i just don't think that they feel comfortable with you or they want you to be something that you're maybe not right Mm. you know again and part of that is them entering into a relationship not knowing you know um what they're supposed to do right part of it is is them entering in a relationship not knowing what they actually want um out of that relationship and then thinking that they can change the other person or shift them to be the kind of person they want to be, which just doesn't work and, and will never work. Right. I mean, like, look, you know, in relationships, you're obviously with your, when you're with people, you're going to have to make certain changes, certain adjustments to yourself. Like you can't, you, because again, you're making space in your life for someone else. You're going to have to change a little bit of, of how you operate. But when it's like, you know, like major changes. Like I want you to become like hardcore about your job. Right. Yeah. That might not necessarily happen, you know, but I, it's just a thing. Like I, I'm not the kind of person that, okay. So for somebody who becomes a doctor, like you become a doctor, not just because it pays well, but because you just like the idea of being a doctor, you like medicine, like people who you want to hold being... people's lives in your hands, like some kind of well... sick, demented God. That is, that is, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but like, if you, if you become a doctor, it's because you really want it to be a doctor. Like this is, you know, fulfillment of a, this is the fulfillment of a dream. You know, it might even be the case for some lawyers. I don't know that it always is. I know that like, I, you know, me working as like a case manager and a knowledge manager for a financial company. I mean, that's not what I envisioned for myself growing up, but also I don't really feel like my job has to reflect what my passions are. Like I work because I have to, and you know, I, I use my, my work to bring in an income so that I can pursue the things that I actually like to do. And Hey, it's cool when the things that I pursue that I like to do make me money as well. That's awesome. But like my day job does not have to reflect my true passions. So I'm not going to throw myself into like climbing the ladder as fast as possible and becoming the executive vice president of fucking sales or whatever. I, I just, I don't care about it that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, it's like, yeah. Like, again, that's, 
if that's the kind of person you want to be or like the kind of person she wants to be with, then there's nothing else. You, there's nothing you can do, man. Like there really isn't. But I would say, you know, that is also just not the kind of life a lot of, I, I think that people, they like the idea of having a high powered spouse without understanding necessarily the, the sort of payoffs that you have to make to have that kind of person. Like that person is not going to be a source a real font of support for you in a lot of cases, right? Um, yeah. You know, especially if it's, a, if it's like a high stress job, like they're just going to be like on the wire constantly, right? When yeah. I was, you know, I do a lot of high stress work. I'm like working, you know, sometimes up, upwards of 70 to 80 hours a week at times, 60 to 70 hours a week, probably, um, you know, prior to switching jobs. But like, you know, I was not in a position where my girlfriend at the, where I could be supportive to my girlfriend at the time, right? I was like constantly angry. I was constantly like on edge. Yeah. And oh, that's the, I mean, that is also the worst when you're like, you're just so stressed out by your job, but then you, you then get the like, Hey, like I need attention too, which it's fine. I, I like, I know you do, but I'm also just very stressed out. And now you've added another layer of stress. Like now I have to worry about you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it just, it, it adds, it just adds more stress in your life, which is why you see a lot of very high powered people that end up marrying or having relationships with people who are just kind of like stoners or, or yeah. more like laid back because they need that sort of calm and stability in their life. Like you can't have two high, like two high powered people together are going to murder each other eventually. Cause there's just like, there's no way that you can line those schedules up in such a way that, you know, you can kind of back each other up. Like, no, you guys are just going to be like running into each other constantly. Um, the plus side of course, is that you don't have to really worry about, you know, chores or anything or, or cooking. Uh, cause you can hire someone like there's ways you can use that money to sort of, um, navigate some of the smaller issues that a lot of couples have, but especially with high powered people, you know, you know, if you're working like a heavy duty career, that money is only going to go so far and you just will not be as supportive to each other as, as you might, you know, be a, as others might possibly be. So again, but that's the sort of thing you have to un you have to recognize going into that relationship, right? Like, uh, like fully understanding that you that like what you want out of this relationship is either a high powered spouse or somebody who will be available for you when you need it emotionally. Because those yeah. oftentimes are not. Here's the same, here's right? the thing. I don't think a lot of people realize you can't really have both. Like unless they come from money, if you want somebody who just like, you know, throws themselves into their work and makes a decent amount of money, they're probably not going to be around a lot. And even to the extent that they are around, they may not be very emotionally available. Right? Yeah. Because they're because they're so busy working and they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to do what is necessary in order to to satisfy you for what you want out of the relationships, especially like financially and career wise, ambition wise, whatever. When yeah. someone says like, I want to build an empire with this person, or I want to build like, you know, build a legacy. So or this... so People so say weird. this shit. I want to build a legacy, build an empire. And it's like, listen, we're just talking about like buying a house in the suburbs and having a couple of fucking kids. Like calm down. Like, right? yeah, this like, is not, yeah. we're not, 
we're not fucking conquering Rome here. We're not Bel- yeah. Simmer yeah. down Belisarius. <laughs> we're not exactly like bringing together the the East and the West, reforging that which was shattered. Yeah, like, we're, we're not we're not we're not the Jurchen tribes like sweeping across Central Asia. You're so, just like, yeah, we're 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 putting it's a college it's a college savings fund. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like if but that if that's what you want from somebody, then unfortunately it, it's. Let me put it this way. A lot of women complain about the effects of the patriarchy. But when you're expecting a man to fulfill that kind of a role, you're just doing the same. Like, you're, How can you complain about the patriarchy, but then complain that he's not fulfilling his role within the patriarchy? Well, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, part of it, I, mean, I think one part of that, of like the critique of gender norms, is that, you know, if you want... You, you kind of, once you throw out gender norms, you ha- there has to be reciprocity there. Like, you can't throw out your gender norms, and but then keep their gender norms, right? Like, you can't be a trad wife, or you can't be having, like, a trad husband and also be, like, a, a progressive wife. It doesn't work, right? Like, and the same way around, like, you can't just be... You know, you can't... Like, if you're going to let yourself off the hook, you kind of have to let them off the hook, too, Unless they're just the kind of person that likes being, that likes that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because at the same time, you know, if you are in that, like if that, if that person just wants that sort of, if wants to fulfill that sort of gender norm, they want to be like, you know, like a, a housewife, right? Or they want to be, you know, like a semi-absent like father that is working all the time. Some people just, that's how they roll. Like that's how they go through life. Mm. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But like for most people, that's not always the case, right? Most people aren't especially happy about fulfilling those gender roles. That's why they have to be like enforced. Right. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, there's sort of a, a reality to that kind of that that people don't really understand where it's like, they want themselves to you know they want to enjoy these sorts of benefits for themselves but maybe not necessarily want the other person to to follow suit right well i I also want to hear from the audience you know what what are your thoughts on this you know as far as uh some of the uh the relationships relationships that you've been in you know some of the red flags that you ignored uh the ways that you got out how do you dodge this like you know we we can we can have our uh our chat about this but I also do want to hear from uh, from anybody listening. Um, you know, what what are your experiences with this? Because me, I I just I can't figure this one out. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm terrible at datings. Yeah. Uh, datings. I'm terrible at dating. <laughs> like, I don't have a I don't really have um, a problem finding dates or like you know even like getting into relationships. It's just maintaining it is the most difficult thing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where. And one uh, one other thing I'd know, you know, actually, let's let's put this off. Sheila, how are you doing? Hi, thanks for inviting me to to the room. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, oh, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I guess the topic is is uh, bad relationships. It is. Um, what I've heard is that most people will try to find a mate that resembles their mother, and. That, that's what I've heard is that you know, male or female, they will find somebody who resembles 
their mother. Uh, yeah. This and is it, actually mm, true. Is that true? Uh, I, you know what? Some of my worst relationships were with men who reminded me of my mother. So yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with that one. Okay, I, so- I, yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even playing with you. Like I've, I've been in some shitty relationships with women who reminded me of my mom too. Like had, had like certain qualities. Yeah. So my, uh, my fatal flaw is, is that I, I made a huge beeline for LA and I had to have an artist like that was that was like the goal like mm-hmm. it was like a, it, it, there was like a crosshair and it was like get the artist get the oh, no. commercial grade you know sort of A-lister if you can get it you know platinum grade artist get one you know and so okay explain was, to me what is a platinum grade artist because like, that it seems like a little that platinum yeah. platter on the wall, that one, you know. <laughs> no, I don't get it. I just don't, look, I don't look. I'm a philistine. I know nothing about art, uh, so. Yeah. Um, well, like it, either a musician or an artist or a fine artist or somebody who works in in the arts. Okay. Who's who's not broke? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say when broke. I think of like musicians and artists, like I think of people who live like in an exposed brick apartment with six roommates. Yeah, that's not what what's going on here. Okay. I did it. Yeah. So <laughs> did you find your artist? That's the question. Yeah, I did. I totally did it. I did it. And it how took it a go? while. But, How'd but that I, work I, out? It's um, it's it's fifteen years in. Okay, oh, so you're, you're in here. Together. Okay, so you showed up to a conversation about bad relationships. So tell us about your great relationship. With a good relationship. With a good relationship. Okay, Sheila. Okay. Well, I mean, I had to know what my goals were, and the thing is, is that boy, were there a lot of shitty artists out there? I mean, like <laughs> shitty at shitty at relationships, and and, uh, and just I, also shitty artists too. I mean, yes, <laughs> shitty artists real. as well. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, you know, a lot of no's, a lot of. Mm, you know, a lot of catfishing, had a catfishing celebrity at one point. And I was like, oh, I think you're really cool. And showed up and not, not a good person. See, that's, that's why you got to go on radio. Okay, whoa, whoa. What do you mean by a catfishing celebrity? Because, like, was well, it somebody I mean, who... sometimes there will be these, these guys who um, they want to try to find a genuine connection online. And they happen to be people who um, were, are less famous than they used to be. Okay. And uh, so you agree to go out with them thinking that they're somebody else. You show up and they're them. So no, mm. hold on. my question is, so is it like a celebrity that you, that, that is somebody catfishing pretending to be a celebrity? Yeah, ca- ca- it, yeah catfishing. No, 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 it's the opposite. It's, it's a, it's a celebrity, like a, you know, once was way up here, but now was way down here. Uh, oh, right. Seriously, and, I, in LA, I was wondering because, like, I don't know. Did you guys ever hear about that show that was on um, Quibi, where it was like a house full of like um, Jack Sparrow? Um, uh, was called like Jack Sparrow in, um, impersonators. No, I did not hear about this. Yeah, and that's what I, when I heard when I heard like catfishing. I was like, in, in LA, like, is this like one of those guys on like in front of like the Chinese theater that like pretends to be like Jack Sparrow's. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm no, funny. no, it's not. It, I, I swear to you, it was somebody who used to sell records and then just doesn't anymore. So 
So was it like the pictures were like really bad or? No, um, it's just that they, they, for whatever reason, they, they had a certain idea of themselves, right? You know, that they were here and then uh, they, they are now kind of maladjusted for less fame, right? Okay, so, so I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm feeling like we like there's a disconnect on work because I know I feel like that's not catfishing. That's just like a weird guy that's also a celebrity. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, also true. Yes, yes. But did it happen? Yeah, it's kind of like a reverse catfish. A catfish normally is basically somebody who presents themselves as being super attractive and and you know more than what they are, and then you know bills themselves as as this thing over here. This guy was billing himself as like you know, Mister Disguised Joe Normal, looking for, uh, you know, a, a legit connection and online, but then turned out to be somebody else in person. So it's still catfishing. Either way, that's that's bad. No, catfishing is when you pretend to be somebody else. Like yeah, I mean, that's what cat. I mean, that's yeah. where it comes from, right? Like you're selling, you're taking a piece of fish and you're saying that it's like a like a sea bass or something. It, it turns out no, it's, it's like you're you're yeah you're you're. Like you, you're using somebody else's pictures altogether, and then when you meet up, like the person that you're meeting is not the person well, then who was in, what would in the photos. Describe how would you describe that? Somebody who's like bills themselves as as this this thing that they're trying to be, or what they think you're going to go for, and then there's them. It it just it's called dating. Yeah, it's like, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. It, I mean, everybody tries to put their best. Oh my god, that's such a bakery. Yeah. I'm actually kind of shocked to hear this because most of the like actors and musicians I know who were huge at one point are the ones I used to know. Like when that fame crashes, they like go kind of insane, try to get get it back. Yeah, like no ma- no matter what, and they dine out on it. Like I know one who I don't talk to anymore, but he's still. Desperately dining out on it to this day. Yeah, his name is Steven Seagal. He's in Russia and he's literally dining out on it. Like that man has put on 50 pounds in the last 10 years. No, but like. I need to watch out for justice again. (laughs) The the thing about, so catfishing, at at least for me, because I I think the origin of the term is is that like unscrupulous fishmongers would use. Would try no, to... no, 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 no. It actually comes from like somebody making this viral post saying that like, yeah, I went to go meet with this person and they turned out to be a catfish. Like not like catfish, like in the, like they were an actual catfish, like a little catfish, right? Like the, oh. it was just, it was a joke basically referencing that, that, yeah, this person was just like so fake about it that the person that it showed to me wasn't like, you know, like a, per, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, a, a dude hanging out with his university buddies in his profile photo. It was a literal catfish. Remember when Manti Teo got catfished? No, I don't remember that. Oh, um, he was like a yeah. First of all, who? Manti Teo was a football player. Yeah, he was a football player, and this guy was getting like it's it's rare that a celebrity gets catfished. You know what I mean? Like it's rare. Yeah. And you don't tell of, the press. You don't tell the press if you get catfished. I feel, I, from what I recall, it was like, I need to remember this, but like, from what I recall, um, he had like basically said over and over, like, no, this is my girlfriend. Like, there was no way he could, there's no way he could get out of it. 
You know what I mean? Like he was stuck. He was like, he had already committed to like oh, this no. whole thing. And I remember this, I think he fell into the trap that a lot of people who are really busy and have nagging families and nagging friends they're like yeah you have you know get a girlfriend get a girlfriend and and they don't really want a girlfriend so they invent one and then oh well it just turned out to be a catfish oh i'm so sorry yeah uh, that that used to be you know she's she's not from here you wouldn't know her hmm. you know, <laughs> used, to, used to be that she goes to a different school like that's that's what it is now oh okay right right yeah um, I, I just wanted to wrap up the, 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 I want to put a pin in, in the whole, you know, what that was. He was in rehab. That's uh, what, right. Uh, but he was also an artist, wasn't he? Well, it doesn't, they're not all addicts. So that's what, all, that's like a misconception. They're not all addicts. If he was an artist, like that's just table stakes. Did you, did you, every, the collective drone, <laughs> you all heard it. Oh my God. Was wasn't yeah we groaned because it's like well did you expect that he wouldn't be yes it's like oh no my 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 artist boyfriend is 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 deeply my my art yeah my 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 tortured artist boyfriend has a substance abuse problem Um, in los angeles with (laughs) with the amount of actors and musicians there are there's a high probability that they're going to be drug addicts like a very high probability Like you will run into the like if you you know if know, you ever want to you know it's okay. venture to an I AA understand. meeting and see a celebrity in LA you probably will. I was trying to find a decent human being. I went online. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, look, I, I'll like I, I'm I'm happy because like you yeah, have 15 years. Like that's great, you know. And and it takes a while to get there. I will say though, not a captain. Not a catfish. Like that is like catfishing yeah, is is like okay. There's I think there's like a hard catfish, which is like they're like a completely different person. And then there's the soft catfish, which is like they're using pictures from like 25 years ago. And they're like significantly, significantly different. They look altered. That's how different they look. Yeah, I mean I, I think I told the story once about the guy that I was friends with that like this girl, like, he could tell it was her. He was, like, sitting across the street from the restaurant, like, because he got off his shift early. He was supposed to meet this woman after work. And he looked in, and he could just see her, but she looked so different from her photos. Like, 15 to 20 years older than what she was in her photos. And he just was like, nope, and he pulled out. Um, And that's, like, kind of more of a soft catfish, uh, as opposed to just, like... The, the, like, a guy who's just straight up using different photos. Like, it's a totally different person. I think that, uh, okay. Do you remember the woman who married Steven Seagal? No. No. Rika, Rika, do you remember the the beautiful woman who was in uh, the film uh, Strange or Weird Science? She oh, was Kelly like the- LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Mar- uh, she oh, married yeah. Steven Seagal? She married mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, and the woman looks totally different. To- totally different woman. Because married Steven Seagal. Well, Steven Seagal looks like a totally different man. Like, he looks... Yeah. He also just, like, has become personality-wise. 
eyes. Like ever since he was in Glimmer Man, he just like is just pretending to be a black person now. Like it's just it's, it's completely insane. Yeah. Have you seen the reality show where he's LARPing as a cop? Oh, wasn't no. he the actual yeah. sheriff's deputy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, no, that was the show that got like, canceled because he killed a bunch of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess I, actually, I'm like, going to come off here and let Mr. Black get on. So, but I, I wanted to share my my story. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm happy for you, Sheila. Life. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah, happy that yeah. you have a healthy and satisfying relationship. Yeah. You had a goal and you pursued it. There was also, I don't know, do you guys watch um, 90 Day Fiance? Because there was a hard catfish on that show. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. it. But let's, let's, let the, let's let, hold yeah, on, let's, let, let's let Black, yeah, say what you got to say. Who, me? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Hey, yeah, man. what's going like on, Q? What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, not uh, much, bro. Uh, so I'm actually in this position right now that you guys talk about. Because I am dating someone that I would like to break up with. And Ooh. the problem is, is that I really can't find a good, valid reason because they're actually a really good person. But so it what's just wrong? ain't working for me. No, you have I mean, honestly, reason. what's wrong? I, I can't have no kids from a white woman, dog. Like, <laughs> I can't do it. That's uh, fair. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, wait, 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 wait. So I, I didn't catch that. I can't have no kids He's... with a white woman. He's uh, dating oh. a white woman. Oh, he can't. yeah, I bro. Mean... Why? Okay, let me just. <laughs> if you know <laughs> no, that about, if you know that about, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why did you date hold. a white woman in the first place? Why like, would you get into a relationship country? with a white woman if you don't want to have kids with a white woman? Listen, I thought I was in a different country, and like, hey, you know, I'm I'm trying out new shit. But, like, I still have my 37 years of not fucking with white people. And it's like, well, I mean, you you obviously broke that streak at some point because look where you are. Right. That's what I'm saying. In terms, in general, though, like, not being romantic involved in any of that. And then on top of that, like, it it wouldn't be so bad if just. Hold on. Let me ask ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Because I think, I feel like we're, we're dancing around the point here. Why? Why can't you have a? Why can't you have kids with a yeah, woman? Like, that's, yeah, tell us more. Because I'm not. Listen, man. I be seeing biracial folks on Twitter just acting a whole ass. <laughs> no, <laughs> man. I'm like, no. Yo, I mean, I my kid to be no. out here talking to, like no. acting like logic or some shit. Like, no, no, no. Because my kid come on looking like no. logic, dog. I can't. I, no. I wanna, like, like if you get jumped out no. there and say the word, you just got jumped. I can't help you. Listen, you can't let you can't let the lady on Twitter who calls black men bullet bags dictate how you run your life. You know what I mean? Well, to, to yeah. be fair, it's not just her. I've seen plenty of tragic biracials in my own personal life. Well, then just don't raise your kids to be tragic biracials. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like a, a lot, yeah. like a lot of them, they come up like that because their parents dance around the issue so much, or it's either one of the one of two things. They try to pretend like there's no issue to be addressed, or they're so fucking obsessive about it that they give their kids a complex. I think most normal people, like most mixed kids, don't act like that. You can't take Twitter as a population <laughs> sample. I mean, I would say or as a representative the majority sample. of mixed folks I've run across do act various shades of that, no pun intended. Yeah, and what were their parents like? I don't know. I was a fucking kid. How the fuck am I supposed to know what they parents were? 
Because oh, I guarantee you, their, their political beliefs at thirteen. <laughs> I mean, like I have mixed kids in my family, and they don't do that shit. You know, my little why? brother's mixed. He don't well do that adjusted. shit. But he's mixed with black and. So Mexican, then, what are you worried right? about people on Twitter for? It's it's that mixed with white. Like I don't hey, look if I have a baby with an Asian chick or uh, or like, you know, like, are you like race politics shit like with that. like? It's like yeah, like like ad mixtures here. This is I don't know. I feel it like. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, I think it's because she also, most all of, pretty much everybody she hangs out with is also white. And those white people, I really don't fuck with. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, so I don't want to tell you to stop fucking with, you know, white people. It, okay, so it's just not just that she's white. Tell me more about this. Let me tell, tell me more about her friends. I want to hear this. Okay, okay. They are just, you know, clueless white liberals. Like, you know, annoying as fuck. You know what I mean? Like most people, though, right? Like again, you know, like, you know how you like try to bring up something like, "Hey, this is a race." Like they try to bring up some political topic, and I'm like, "Hey, actually, it's based off of this, and here's why it happens." Blah blah, blah. and because they thought that it was a liberal thing, or they thought they were, you know, how basically everyone thinks they're not racist until you actually bring up a thing that they actually are racist about, and you see the switch flip immediately. It's that kind of shit. I mean, my. Look, here's the thing, like, first off, you should not be talking about politics in real life ever. It's terrible. It's the worst thing you can do. Like, you'll, you'll drive yourself insane, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I'm talking about... Out, uh, outside, of, outside of the fact that they're liberals, outside of the fact that they're liberals, is there anything, like, bad about them? I mean, her brother is a racist, though, too, so her older brother. Well, is racist. Oh. Like, Dude, okay, so how? Okay, so a, how do you know he's racist? Like, what, what? Oh no, what gave you the impression he's, he's like oh, flat out? Like, oh yeah, he's pretty okay. racist. <laughs> okay, she told me that. Have you met him? No, he doesn't really fool with the family too much because of you know basically his dad, a lot of family shit. Okay, so like he's. I mean, like, again, it's like, you know, it doesn't tell so, like, like he's around. Like, he only lives, like, 15 minutes down the street. Like, it's not like he's not never around either. You know what I mean? Like, we see his kids all the time, all this shit. Have you met her family at all? I've met her mom. How long have you been together? Uh, we've been dating since, like, September. Oh. Uh, I okay, thought yeah, you guys were like, I thought you were going to say, like, yeah. two years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you could, you don't really need a reason. You could say, hey, listen, like, I just don't think we want the same things long term. You don't really have to, like, you don't, I assume you don't live together. No, no, no. You don't really have to have, like, a reason that'll satisfy her. It's just really like, like, yeah, you know what, like, you know, I think you're a great person. I just don't think that this is for me. Like, you don't really have to come up with uh, a reason that should be satisfied with. In all likelihood, she won't Definitely don't. Like say what you said here. <laughs> oh yeah, you oh, better yeah, no, no, take no, that. Don't, don't, don't say that, that, and you know, and I know you won't. But like, yeah, yeah. just. But I, I will say this right. though. Like, here's the thing. Like a lot of people say stuff, and I'll, I make the jokes myself too. But it's just because, like, you know, it's 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 just jokes. I don't take it seriously. Which is that, like, a lot of people have this thing about, like, oh, you know, dating white people is corny, or dating white people is, you know, it's, it shows self hate, or what? It's like, okay, let's just be clear that. In most situations, once you've moved outside of your neighborhood, 
that is assuming that you grew up in a, a neighborhood that's like majority black. Yeah, I grew up in the South Side of once, Chicago, and now I live in New Zealand. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I live so that's, very yeah. far from my Once neighborhood. you move outside of your neighborhood, <laughs> the majority of people that you're going to run into are like the dating pool is pri- like if you're considering everybody, the dating pool is going to be primarily white. So it's like, yeah, like you're not, nobody owes it to anybody else to be special in who they're dating. And there's this weird shit that's happening right now with black people where, well, black people primarily online. I don't think like real life black people care about this shit. Or it's, it's like, yeah, well, why, why do you have to date a white person? There's something wrong with you that you're dating a white person. And people are starting to get a complex about it. And I'm like, why do you care what people who've never met you before in your life contribute to, be fair, to my your mom life is don't know you? To similar to that, though. My mom is definitely all, like, she, like, okay. my is she, is she, is she taking mom, care of your like, needs? Is she paying your bills? Is she going to, like, no. have your children? No. no. Who gives a shit? I mean, I give a shit because my mother <laughs> and my grandmother. Yeah, but, like, you're, but unless you unless like you're going back to arranged marriage, and your mom's gonna pick out your wife, then she doesn't get a say. I don't know. I just like I, I don't. I, listen, let's obviously, like whoever I date, I want them to be able to meet my family and get along. But if they're if my family and they're not like this, but if they were predisposed to say, I don't like this girl that you brought home because she's white. If they're like that, I, I, okay. And why is that my fucking problem? That's fair. I mean, that's a fair argument. Yeah. Right, like you're, you're the you're the one that has to go find somebody that you get along with, that you can you know have a good time with, that you feel adds something to your life, that you can see having your children, that you can you know grow old and die with. Like it's your responsibility to do all of that, and you're putting your own judgment on who it is that you can do that with. You're putting that up for a veto with people that don't have to be in that relationship along with you. Why? Well, not just that. I mean, it's it, like I said, my mom don't really fuck with it. But then also, like, there there was a thing that was told to me, and I really can't get it out of my head. It was told to me, like, years and years ago. But it was like, mm-hmm. imagine as a black man, you work all these years, all these decades at your life to die before your spouse, which is statistically likely, and it be a white woman. You did all that hard work just to give it over to a white woman. You might as well be back in slavery. Yeah, that's Dr. Umar. No, I didn't hear Dr. Umar. Uh, I mean, he show. says that shit. Long, long yeah. time ago. No, no, I, I mean, mean also, that, like, Dr. Umar says that shit. But it's like, also, yeah. just to be clear, like, like it's not just like basically, if you're a guy, the odds of you outliving your spouse pretty low. Yeah, very low. And then being black and outliving a white woman, just yeah, not that's well, not no, no. I, I, I see what he's saying. Like, he, he's saying that like he's not going to outlive his wife most likely. So yeah. when he dies, all of all of what he has goes to her. He's giving it to a white woman, which okay, well, I mean, about, I guess. Is... Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, right? I guess. Yeah. But then at some point she's gonna die too, and where does it go? Your children, right? Okay, and I was gonna say my my alternative is, how about you're just very financially irresponsible, and there's just like, <laughs> and you just like, and instead like it's it, it's gamble like, it all you think, away. You run up. Uh, how about this? You run up a bunch of debt. And then you die. That's kind of like reparations, if you think about it. It's kind of like very specific. And when you die, you just be like, I, I'm going to tell you something. Like, you know, like, like just, just to apologize, like, I did, I did run up $200,000 in credit card. <laughs> Leaving the white wife in debtor's prison. Yeah. The- yeah. Well, actually, it doesn't work that way because that doesn't, that doesn't transfer to your spouse. It's only. No, it doesn't. Uh, uh, it can. You can, hold on, hold up. If you have, if let's say your your debt can be taken out as a lien on your house, for example, but your wife is not, so like property held in common, uh, liens can go against that, but her property, like, no, she doesn't, 
She's she's not on the hook for your credit card debt. Uh, if well, no, if she dies, I mean it's all part of the estate, right? So they have a. Oh, if he dies, what? Are, okay, yeah. So if he dies, right? Whatever. It, uh, let's say he's got run up a bunch of credit card debt. If he dies, and he leaves, um, you know, his estate to his wife, the uh, whoever whoever has a debt uh, against them, let's say like a credit card company or whatever. They can, um, they can say that. Well, we want to file a lien against the property that he's leaving to his wife. However, she doesn't have to take on that debt. So it's whatever he's leaving to her. They can file to have their have restitution out of whatever it is that comes out of his assets. But she does not take on that debt. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, you can co have her co-sign a loan. You just lie to her. <laughs> but then, but then, like I said, it's property held in common, so that's different. So, like a house, or like a joint savings account, or a joint line of credit, or so, like any anything that's held in joint, like a, a joint savings well, account. You, to or, be clear, don't do yeah, this. But, all right. Then, like, but hold, 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 hold. <laughs> no, I just want to be clear. Like, I just want to be clear. But it's not as if. Hold up. But it's not as if they can go after her savings accounts. Like they can't do that. Oh, no, but they can, I mean, they, you can be saddled, you know, the estate can be saddled with a huge amount of debt, especially if you have like a hard asset, like a house. Yeah, for property held in common, like your house, right. But like yeah. her money that's held in her name and her name only, doesn't, it doesn't count. Like they can't go after, they can't go after her stuff. Yeah, but like most people, like, you know, if you're in your 70s, like most people own their property in common, right? Their house, sure, yeah. Yeah, but like also cars and things. Like usually, uh, not always. Like she might buy her own car. Maybe uh, if like he co-signs, but if she can qualify to buy the car herself, then no. But anyway, yeah, you get, you get the point. Too. So I, like, well, this is common in like ninety percent of my dating situations. But I make significantly more money than her. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. At the end of it all, at the end of it all, you and your wife. Assuming that you marry, a, you have a white wife, which you may not bring to Doctor Umar's seminar, but uh, <laughs> you, ultimately, it, ultimately gets left to your children. Now, I think what people are trying to say here is okay, but if your children turn out just like you and they go marry somebody white, we've recycled money back in, like we've just taken it out of the black community and then given it back to white people. Which, exactly. sure, if if there was such a thing as a black community that was putting money in your pocket, and are they doing that? No. No, it's I'm using the one putting money in the black community pocket. I'm exactly. Like, so I'm what? So like, position. it's the black community once you've made the money, but not the black community when you're earning it. Like, I just, I don't know. I find that it's a funny joke, but I also find it very stupid logic. I mean, Look, I'm, I hear a very, I'm a very petty person, so I'm on board with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, listen, like this is like this is Balkan mindset. Like you just you have to like carry this through like. Just like constantly, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you, you gotta let these, you gotta let that bad blood sit, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's, I guess that's been my situation. But I'll, and, you and know. Right, here's, here's how I would put it. Like out, outside of the fact that you don't want, like, like putting aside the fact you don't want like mixed kids or whatever. And, you know, it's a little funny that black people are allowed to say that. But when I say that, you know, I get <laughs> okay. okay, I see how it works. <laughs> I mean, all right, but but even putting that aside, right? Um, I mean, if like here's the question: if she was a Latina or, or whatever, like whatever, or black or whatever, 
would you want to have kids with this person? Probably, yeah. Okay, so like you like her? You're, I'm assuming you're attracted to her. You you like her? Yeah. You also, know, like, there is well, that too. I mean, here's here's the thing. I I would say that I would not marry a white woman who had racist parents. I I just couldn't because like yeah. Then no. like if something happens to me. The grandparents are always like, you know, the grandparents always step in. They they come in and help out, so on and so on. They're like, who you leave your kids with if you can't find a babysitter? So the grandparents are going to be the most involved in to be a fair, child's life. To be fair, beyond you, yeah. her 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 mom is perfectly fine. It's mm-hmm. like she didn't even mention the fact that I'm black people, and I show up, and they're just like, oh, he's black. Like, but she'll like tell them everything except that. So I'm not sure if yeah. that means he's really accepting or not. I'm not sure how to interpret that, but. Well, you just need time to find out, really. Like you, you, right. you had to have like had a few conversations over a few drinks before you really get down to the heart of it. But what I'm saying is, yeah. I could not marry. A, I couldn't marry a white person who had racist parents because, assuming that we have kids, uh, then my children were, are going to be very likely in contact with people that have racist beliefs. I just have. Right. I love my children enough that I would not do that to them. But if like their it parents are fun- racist, yes, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, hey, we may have kids and they may be fine with black yeah. people, but like hate Pacific Islanders. Like, you know? yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. If they hate, if they hate like Romani, yeah, is that if they hate yeah. Romani people, maybe. I don't okay, know. You're, okay, if you do that, you're leaving out like ninety percent of Europe's population, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 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 If, if they have if they have a, if they have a thing against Montenegrins, I think I I could. I could <laughs> okay, well let's okay let's not go too far, right? Let's not. <laughs> I mean, I he was pass. Like, yeah, I, I also think that like, you know, the way for you for me, the question is if they have racist parents, are they still in like contact with them while dating you? You know what I mean? Because that's like one of those things where it's like, I, I do feel bad because like there are certain people where it's like your parents are like your parents, and you're kind of stuck with them, right? Um, the the amount of exposure you have to them though is their choice right and, and one thing is like look if your parents are like super like one thing i can tell you for a fact like if your parents are super racist and you're like still close with them odds are they're also pretty racist odds oh are. yeah no i mean yeah. we can all agree that no one wants to end up being elon james white eating you know thanksgiving in the car you know what i'm saying like it depends on the thanksgiving like if it's a really shitty meal you know like maybe I mean, like maybe he's going over to his racist white parents' house to eat dinner. So, I mean, you know that turkey was super unseasoned. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, like Indian, maybe, because then they're just like really racist, but in like a different way. Yeah, exactly. This is true. Very yeah, so I would say, out, like, so, like, I, I, I don't know, like, again, I would really ask yourself, like, do you feel. Is, is the racism, like, something, like, I, when it comes to racism, I would say go with your gut. Like, does this actually feel like a racist person, or, like, is it just, like, you've heard that they're Somebody just racist? had, yes. Have you heard that, and also do they just have, is it racism, or just, just a really weird hang-up? Yeah, because, like, some people yeah. are just, I don't know, like, it, especially white people, like, it's, it's just fucking weird, you know? I mean, like, you're just stuck white with, White people like, have, like very strange fucking hangups and it, it can express itself as something that sounds like racism, but it's just like, no, they're just weird. Yeah. Cause we're like, <laughs> not allowed to say anything. We're stuck. It's like, fuck man. Like we, it's like, we have all these questions, but it's like, what are we going to, like, we can't, like, I can't yeah. ask that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I had some, I had, I had some. It wasn't, a, it wasn't somebody that I was dating. It was actually a coworker that said, like, okay, but like, why are Somalis different than black people? Uh, what the fuck do you mean? I, I didn't say that, but I was like, I was puzzled. I was like, what do you mean? Well, like, they're, I mean, their foreheads are different, and I folded in half, laughing <laughs> because. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. There is a because I was like, only we're allowed to say that. Yeah. The funny thing is, there is a quite significant Somali community in New Zealand and in Wellington in general, including like there is here in Toronto too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My homeboy literally won New Zealander of the year last year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's Somali, and yeah, their foreheads are different. Well, we all say that. We we know the joke, right? Like, how, how could you tell that I was East African? And it's a picture of a woman with a with a big fucking forehead, right? Like, right. We. It's like, how can you tell I was Nigerian? And it's like the worst opinion you've ever heard. In your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally that black Hitler meme. And you're like, yeah, this is how I know. <laughs> exactly. You know, how did you know I was Jamaican? Well, because your forehead veins were popping out, trying to go five minutes without telling people. You know, like right. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, is it? Are they racist, or did, or did they just make an observation that made you uncomfortable? Because it's like, well, we say the same shit. Well, you say you know? an observation that makes you uncomfortable. Like, like for example, like last week, she was like, she was like, you're gonna get your haircut, and I was like, yeah, probably. I'm probably gonna make my way down there. She was like, you should let your hair grow out. I like how it curls, and I was like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> That's, maybe she just, just likes like, the way that it curls. Maybe I don't know, man. Are you like a two C? Because maybe she just likes the way it no, curls. No, I'm like, uh, I'm yeah. like. A hey, four, listen. The amount of I'm times like I've four. heard black women say, like, okay, but uh, I need my daughter to have good hair. In terms of like who they're selecting as a partner, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, my hair is that really... shit. So I'm out of black. Okay, of yeah, but I was saying, black women will select you out based on that. You know, they want the kids to have the good hair. So I don't know. I don't know. I like the way it curls. <laughs> It's, 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 it's a little bit like weird. I I don't think it's racist. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, again, you're like, oh, maybe they like the way it curls, but then they're like, oh, fuck, am I I allowed to say that? Like, again. Hold on. Hey, bro, you have, you got waves? There's no guide to this, right? Is your hair wavy? It is now, yeah. Yeah, Oh, so you got the waves. So, of course. Yeah, it's just like, you know. She doesn't know anybody whose hair does that. Yeah, Yeah, I got super thick waves right now. She doesn't know anybody. Okay, is it like? Is it like? Like, I don't know. Is it? Dude, there's like twelve black people here. There's like less than hundred black Americans in this country, so I know I'm like one of three people in this. No, no, hold on. Is it like? Is it like fresh out the barbershop waves that stay there, or is it like Brian Pumper waves? No, it's not Brian Pumper. It's like real <laughs> extra waves, like regular. I brush my hair. You know, I do. I do the fifty times. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 50 times on the front, you know, front and sides, and then 20 in the back. Like that. And by the way, way anybody, like do, anybody who doesn't know who that is, please, for your own. Pump. Like, yeah, don't, don't <laughs> Google Brian Pumper at work. I'll put it that way. Just, no, yeah. Google Brian Pumper dance. That song is <laughs> incredible. That song was ridiculous. That in song was insane, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I thank you, everybody, for all your help. I appreciate your opinions, gentlemen. Gave me something to think Dude, about. Like, you know, listen, let's just, you know, just, just, just love, love your snow bunny down. Love your, love your <laughs> I would snow say, bunny I mean, down. Honestly, what I would say is if you're into this person, if you really like this person, first off, don't let weirdo people on Twitter never yeah. let Twitter dictate in any no, way. Oh, yeah, no, I never let Twitter dictate in your life. Second, you know, 
I mean, ask yourself, Jenny, if you feel like you sh- you want to break up with them, like at like or like you're not unsure. It's like, do you see marrying them, right? And if the answer is no, then it's like, well, why are you with them? Like, why are you spending your time and their time in a relationship that just isn't going anywhere? You know. Yeah. And like, look, at the end of the day, at at a certain point, if you think that you're going to break up, like you're probably going to break up. At this, like, if you're sick, you're like, like I don't think he really, there. I don't think he really wants to because he, I mean, not just because he hasn't done it yet. I think the reason he brings that up is because he knows deep down, like, this is a really dumb reason to break up with somebody if she's making me happy. Yeah, and, I, and that's the thing. You're right. I do like on a, on a some level, I do think it's dumb, but then I'm also like, yeah, it's not gonna be dumb in 25 years. Bro, when my kid is like, bro, you're in New Zealand. You let the Twitter biracials get in your head. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like if if you do your job as a parent, your child will not come up calling black men bullet bags. All right. You'll be no, fine. I'm not even worried about that. I'm more worried about just like because I feel like that's super rare because like that's just when you grow up with a race. No, I, I know, parent. but it's like the, the I'm, tragic. I'm thinking mo- like logic. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just no, like, no, no. That, I was just black. gonna say that. I was gonna. If you do your job as a parent, they won't be logic either. Like th- these tragic mulattoes are the result of shitty parenting, or people, or parents that really just aren't paying close enough attention to how their environment is affecting their children. They're not having the right talks. So, dude, this I'll is a classic. Right. This is a classic quadroon issue, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't, or I don't want them also end up looking like you know Muhammad Ali when I'm eighty. You know what I'm saying? Where my kids don't even look like me. Because I have kids with a white person. That person, nigga, you're not gonna look like your kids when you're 80, regardless. I mean, I'm your still your skin is gonna be as, your skin is gonna be thin as like wax paper. You're gonna have <laughs> fucking sags. You're gonna lose your hair. It's like who cares, bro? You're gonna look like that monk that's like 250 years old that like people post on Twitter like once every three weeks. <laughs> hey, you know what? Okay, okay. Listen, let me let me tell you something. One of my daughters, so my, my when I have twins, right? One of them is about my skin tone, and one is light skinned, and it's just it, it's just like a recessive gene that traveled down my family lineage, like from like the you know my great great grandfather who was Scottish, right? Like it just it just traveled down the family line, and it you know came out in my daughter. It also came out in my cousin. Both of them have very similar skin tones. As a matter of fact, my daughter and my cousin look very similar, right? They, I promise it's a twin child that was born to my wife before anybody fucking clips that. So what I'm saying is, like, we have had light-skinned children show up in the family from two black parents. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my yeah, daughter, my she, looks, well. she looks like me. She looks like me in the face. Like, my daughter has my features. But we are not the same skin tone. Is it? Does it change how I feel about my daughter? No. I fucking love my child. I love my child so much. I want the entire world for her. I live for my child. So... Like once you're there, bro, I think all of these, all of these little considerations and concerns you're having right now, all of that just like falls away, you know. Especially if you're very confident in yourself and your relationship. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Also, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll we'll circle back on the debt idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> put that in your ba- put that in your back pocket. Yeah, just, just keep it just in case. <laughs> Yeah. Man, go go love down your little cave cricket. You'd be all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. God. That's a good mantra. All right, I'll see y'all folks later, man. Yeah, I see ya. All right, man. Take it easy. Dude, I, 
I feel like I, I'm going to be honest. I love, I kind of love Dr. Umar. I feel like that's. Here's my only thing with Dr. Cause I think he's funny as hell. He has oh, yeah. the best comedic timing out of like any non full-time comedian I've ever met. I, I would say like, there's only, a, there's like a very small gap between him and, and Donald Trump. But no, I, I told uh, you and, that and, he's and, yeah. Like if we put him and Varg Vickerness together, like we could probably solve. <laughs> oh, the synthesis there! Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Varg Vickerness uh, is—he's like a white supremacist that's like just literally. I mean, he—it's he, really—it's so funny. He like he calls—he's such a—he's like a white supremacist in such an insane way. Like, yeah. speaking of New Zealand, like, his whole thing is he wants to basically make white supremacy so he can live in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, yeah he even has, like, a tabletop RPG about this. Oh, yeah, my frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a, a tabletop <laughs> RPG that gets rid of all this degeneracy in fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Well, my favorite, like, but the thing is, he calls people, like, criminals and degenerates. And the thing about Varg is that he, like, literally murdered someone. Like, he murdered his roommate, uh, yeah. or his bandmate. He was in a, a very famous uh, foundational, metal like, metal yeah. band. And he just, like, murdered his roommate. And, like, respect to Varg on this one. Like, he's, he's out of jail now. He's, he was in jail for, like, 30 years or something. Uh, respect to him, like, you know, because you get people that come out of jail, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so regretful for what I did. It's like, no, like, and he's just like, no, no, that guy had to die. I just had to do it. No. no. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like he and Dr. Umar just have such interesting ways of approaching racism that like they could they could work something fun out. Here's the thing about Dr. Umar though. I noticed that he only has smoke for black men in relationships with not even like white women, but just like with non-black women. Doesn't say jack shit about it's just he's just basically dick policing black men. In which case it's like, bro, like come on, be consistent. You know? Yeah. You know, and, and like I mean, again, like, there's just, there's a certain kind, like, the one thing, for example, uh, with Varg that I love is that, like, does Varg believe, is, is Varg anti-Semitic? The answer is yes, with an asterisk, right? Because if you ask Varg to describe what a Jewish person is, it's, like, <laughs> literally any Abrahamic religion. Like, he thinks yeah, Muslims yeah. are Jews. <laughs> like, he thinks Muslims are Jews. He thinks Christians are Jews. Oh, 100% he thinks Christians yeah. are Jews. Like, he's... He thinks that, like, basically, like I said, he wants to go back to Lord of the Rings. Like, he wants to just return to, like, the Vikings. Like, it's a, he's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like he and Dr. Umar could really, could really work something out together. You know what I mean? I think if they put their minds together, I think they, they could come up with some fire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think with, with relationships and stuff, like, like, I feel like, again, like, every, one thing I think that people are a little glib about with relationships is they don't, you know, in situations like, uh, like, like Black was in, you know what I mean? Where it's like, he's unsure about his relationship, right? He's unsure about where he wants to go with it. And, and again, like, look, this is a major step, right? Like, I, I think that if you say that you don't have doubts about being with a person at some point, if not like major doubts, but everybody you know, has like their you know their yeah. moments of doubt. Yeah, everybody yeah, has that. Sure. But then it's a question well, of like, Michael, how's it going, man? Yeah, what's up? What's up, Michael? Michael. Yeah. What's up? Happy to join you guys. Yeah, yeah, glad to see you back after so long. Yeah, 
Uh, we we were just um, you know we were just talking about bad relationships. And yeah. Dr. Umar. <laughs> and Dr. Umar. And like when to call it. And also like don't let Twitter dictate to you who you should or shouldn't date because like these Never. people are these people are they're pathetic. Like let's just just be real. Like a lot I of people someone... like argue with like you know the incels and fem cells and whatever on Twitter. And it's just like this is what drives the site engagement is people with obvious like mental or social problems saying things that make you upset and I was, I was saying to rory today i was like if you and me were sitting in like i don't know like a college uh cafeteria like in the student center right and we were at yeah. one of those like those long cafeteria tables talking to each other and then like two people talking like these twitter idiots came and sat down nearby us and we overheard their conversation would, do you think either of us would feel the urge to join that conversation or even rebut what they're saying? Like, oh, well, okay. Like, if it's the woman that like was like was just like fingering a dead person, I think I might want to like follow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if any of you guys have been following this, but it's getting it's getting wild, man. It is know. getting gnarly Her? on that site. I I I'm not kidding when I say I really wish Freud was here to. Analyze her and her father's relationship because her Girl. father did a number, number on, her, on her boy. I'm like, oh my god! Like, your dad gave you, uh, you know. Now here's, you know, it's just a weird relationship because what it was was that uh, she, he's a plastic surgeon, and at some point in her life, she decided that she wanted to get a labioplasty. That is to like to get the labia minora. She wanted to get the mud flaps off the F one fifty. Is what I'm trying to say, right? By the way, I think um, she's lying. She, she has no sensitivity down there. I think she's bullshit. yeah. No, so here's so the so the, hold, hold up. So let me let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. So the issue is what here's what she says is that like she went to get plastic surgery on her labia minora. Like she didn't you know she didn't want the the the, the big old mud flaps. And uh, so a lot of rich women do this to have like you have, why are we talking about mud flaps man? no That's... we're doing it we're no we're already on it i have to explain it i gotta see it through so she wanted she, she, she wanted a pretty little porn star pussy she, she wanted a pretty little porn star pussy and what the surgeon the plastic surgeon that she uh she was referred came from her dad. her dad her dad gave the referral so he does labioplasties I think maybe it was just a little bit too much for him to be doing a labioplasty on his daughter. So he recommended a plastic surgeon to do it. What this plastic surgeon did, according to her, was remove, rather than like, you know, nip and tuck the labia minora, he just removed the whole fucking thing. Just took, like, took the, took the curtains out altogether. Just left, Jeez, left dude, the, cool, <laughs> left the patio door wide open, no curtains, nothing. <laughs> and, and also, hold up, let me finish. And also, uh, accident like he must have nicked a nerve, so she no longer has feeling in her clitoris. Oh, is and that now... why she's so obsessed with genital yes. mutilation? Oh, okay, yes. that explains that. Because I couldn't understand why she was so obsessed with genital mutilation. She's and a I'm fucking like, what Batman is... villain. That's a that's a <laughs> villain origin story. Well, she's you know, I, I was, calling I was, her the she... pussy pathologist. No, my name like she needs a Batman villain name. That's why I call her instead of. Instead of she no, two lips, she's no lips. Okay, I got no, it. No, <laughs> no, I call I call her I call her Labia Senora. That's hey. yeah, it's man, it's it's a weird one. And like just the way I mean, I don't even know if I want to link her like the, the, We're not no, we're not doing that. We're not we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I can't yeah, even no, talk about funny. bad relationships. 
chips, not this weird woman on fucking online on Twitter. Yeah, no, it's funny because uh, there's so many imagine people being who are flying under the radar like, as main characters because of yeah. her. Could you imagine being her boyfriend and just like happen to, happening to open Twitter and seeing like the main character of the day is her saying I feel like if you're her that like, like a bad that she like she finger blasted a fucking cadaver in front of her dad. Two like, fingers, dude. Mind you. you like when you when you deal with like somebody whose whole thing is just like. Like not being an OBGYN or a plastic sur- surgeon, and just being obsessed with like, like the the structure of the vagina. Like you're just a weird person. Like you know what you're getting into. Like they got some skeletons yeah. in that closet. Yeah. If you're the if you meet with the kind of person, if you're dating the kind of person that asks their dad for like a labiaplasty recommendation, you're I already just, on the wrong track. It's, You've already yeah, it's weird, man. Right. Yeah. Well, I would never date a girl that that was a son that was a daughter of a plastic surgeon. I mean, you know, get that bag, I guess. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't date out of like, because like since I grew up poor, I wouldn't want to date anyone that like was rich, because they're not gonna they're not gonna understand some of the things I, I went through as a kid, and I'm like, that's, I don't want I, no. I don't want my kids to be raised by someone like that. Yeah, that's valid. Like, uh, you know, one of my. Somebody that I know, somebody that I know through Twitter said the other day, like, you know what, like, you know, I'm not trying to date a girl boss. I'm trying to date like the target cashier. You know, I want to date somebody who uh, works behind the register at like a barbecue restaurant. I'm like, and people were really mad about, well, not people, women were really fucking mad about that. Right. And they had like the most classist shit to say, like, yeah, yeah, you're, that's, that's all you can get bottom of the barrel, you know, like you're dating at your range or whatever. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, no, he's saying that because he doesn't want to date somebody that is like, cannot turn off corporate mode you know what i mean yeah like somebody that's just like somebody that is just fucking peaceful like, I, I get that no like i could date a girl that grew up poor and became rich but i couldn't date a girl that came from money like i mean i've been with girls that came from money and i never respected them because you know they yeah. just are they're detached from reality and they just yeah. and they always end up saying some fucking fucked up shit about poor people or about other races and stuff and it's like you always hear you always hear some like sus shits come out of their mouths so like you know to be clear a girl that works at target who's like a single mom a girl that works at target who works who's a single mom i have a lot of respect for her she's doing everything she can to provide for her kid right and she's doing what they call quote unquote a bottom of the barrel job but that's like She's willing to Listen, sacrifice any for anybody who works anybody who works in any kind of service industry. And I'm not I'm not just talking about like you know like working as a call center operator. I'm talking about like you could work as a, a customer success manager for a tech company. You are one you're one pink slip away from ending up right there yourself. So I, I really don't understand this weird classes shit that we're doing right now. I don't get it yeah. either. You know what I mean? I missed like, this, there's, this there's... discourse. It would have made me very mad, though, because oh, the yeah. gross. Oh, I, I mean, I can. Here's what I'll do. Uh, the discourses that ruin my day, Rika, I'll make sure to send them to you. No, just thank so you. Just so you're up on game. Yeah, I should. I should send you the tweet where somebody said marriage is sex work. That was one of the favorites. Oh, I saw that one too. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was great. I was like, oh, that's. And I was like, this is sad. This will fly under the radar because, you know, 
Lavia Senora is oh, yeah. busy oh, setting up all Listen, the like, every, the There's a lot sex of people work. trying to Jeez, do Jeez, leave yeah. out the sex, lady. It's just work, man. <laughs> 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 there's a lot of people right now vying to be like the character of the day, but I'm sorry. The the pussy pathologist, like she's she's keeping that belt. She's keeping yeah. that belt till SummerSlam. It's like the John Jones. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna top everyone's list for you know most deranged tweets of the year this year. I don't think oh, anybody my God, else yes. is gonna come oh, close. Yeah. Sign- early contender. You got to work. Yeah. Really. You have to get up early. Like, I know that we, we try to avoid talking about Twitter on here, but I feel like today today was just in in particular. Today's was, per, today's permissible because it's been it's been in it's been a real insane. one. Yeah. Like, you know, like, between, like, Marie Antoinette is, like, <laughs> hating Marie Antoinette is that, that was just, like... Poor Marie yeah, Antoinette. Not the French women girls like, who were dying under the French monarchy, well, but poor well, Marie Antoinette. out here just, like, let me tell you about that bitch, Marie Antoinette. Like, that woman <laughs> I hate. Like, no, yeah. like, who are you talking to? Like... Yeah. Yeah, but like it's just been nonstop today, just back to back to back. Yeah, yeah people I don't know, like, really hard. I'm I haven't even been on Twitter in like the last month because I've been dealing with like personal issues and stuff, and you know, uh, we're me and my family are moving out of from another country to America, back to America. So yeah, but that shit like actually. I didn't want to hear about it, but I got stuck hearing about it. This lady, because everybody's talking about uh, it. Well, the thing is, like, everybody is now seeing the same tweets because the For You page is, is basically, like, whittling itself down. But, uh, dude, like, uh, oh, 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 sorry, one more thing I was going to say. Mantra, what do you mean your current relationship is perfect and it's parasocial, but you're getting it? What do you mean by that? What do you What do you mean by that? Your current relationship is, is perfect and parasocial. Could you, could you mind explaining this to me? Parasocial is like... What did it... <laughs> oh, she's just saying she's glad she didn't see that. Okay. Oh, okay. oh Pedro Pascal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, take your number and get in line, ho. Every girl's got a relationship with Pedro Pascal. That's my husband. No, that's my husband. Like, I feel like Pedro Pascal. Like, I don't know. I he's like, getting he's getting set up for the worst fucking cancellation on like in human history. No, yes. like here's the thing. He's he's too he's not online enough to be canceled. I think he's mm-hmm. got again like he's he's got too much swag to be canceled. I feel like it's like it's like yeah, Ezra Miller. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no, he's, no, he's, no. I'm saying I'm saying like he's gotten boosted up so much that like when he fucks up and he will somehow. It's it's gonna be bad. No, it's gonna be so. I have a feeling it'll be like something minor, but someone will lose their mind over it and regret you know, it and frame uh, it as the worst thing ever, and that he should be canceled for it. Like that's kind of more the angle I see it going. But who knows? I mean, maybe right. He could. You know who? You know, you know who up. actually? You know who? I, I think he might have learned his lesson from is Gina Carano. Because what actually ha- like? And this is not to say that uh, you know she handled herself as well as she could have, because she obviously didn't. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons she got dropped from The Mandalorian was because she was comparing, like, her plight of being, like, you know, canceled online to, you know, uh, Jews during the Holocaust. But what, like, what what kicked that off? 
it was because people were saying like people were tweeting at her since i like her character in the mandalorian so much what was her name um anyway it doesn't matter cara dune cara dune uh people said that they liked her character so much and, and it's like and, and a lot of I mean, like a lot of young lesbians were like projecting their desires on her. So uh, people were tweeting at her saying like, hey, Gina, you should put pronouns in your bio, like in her Twitter bio. <clears throat> She's like, well, you know, that's, you know, I'm, I'm happy for everybody who does that. But um, that's just not for me. I'm not going to do that. And they got so mad at her because it was just like, why are you not putting pronouns in your bio, Gina Carano? And, and, and it just started, it started with people just having this really strange entitlement to like telling her how she should market herself to them. Like, hey, we like you and we're from this community, so you should like do what we tell you to do. And she was her like, name no. is Gina. What the hell, dude? Like, what the hell <laughs> okay, so so uh they got on her ass so much and she was responding to them and saying, Okay, like you know, I'm being swarmed by the bots, right? So she did put pronouns in her bio and her pronouns were beep boop. I i.e. like this is her like response to the bots and then they got even more mad at her they, they've and people thought even i thought like until i figured out like what the whole thing was about even i thought like are you making fun of like pronouns like come on that's that's basic shit. don't do that but no she was she was she was doing that because she felt like she was being swarmed by bots which then brought another wave of like cancellation out and i think she just she kind of got lost in the sauce there because then she started comparing like what she was going through to Jews during the Holocaust, which is like lady. Also, like, she's just on. an MMA fighter. And like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I know. Fighters. Yeah, your brain is quick. But the thing was like, but the, the thing about that is like, just to, you know, uh, relate that back to like how Twitter has gone way off the rails. Like, people were calling her like transphobic and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, I, okay, if she did say anything, anything transphobic, I didn't see it. But somebody not capitulating to what a bunch of insane people have demanded that you do. That's, uh, unfortunately, that's just, like, where we are now. And, like, yeah, because like, here's the thing. People have done this to me where it's just, like, like, that one, the one them that was, like, I don't even know, the one person, I guess, that was, like, you know, it's a freaking fascist, bucko! Yeah. You guys remember her for the, or yeah. them from... Maybe we can do it later! Yeah, and, like, yeah. I just, I because, like, yeah, it, it looks like a woman, so I was just like, oh, yeah, this chick. And a bunch yeah. of people like, uh, well, they identify as non-binary. Like, okay. Like, well, how how the fuck people? would I know that? How would I know yeah, that? Yeah, how am I supposed how to know, I know yeah. that? Was... Oh, yeah, the, I, I, nothing I love more than when somebody, or are somebody on Twitter and they use it as pocket sand? It's like, well, how is yeah. that supposed to I'm like, oh, I, yeah, those I aren't didn't... My, those aren't my pronouns. How the fuck would I know what your pronouns are? Well, it's in my bio. I don't care about you enough to go check your bio. Or do yeah. you remember <laughs> the, one, the one them that got mad I'm going to forget you exist the moment we end this conversation. Like, the moment was... I block you, you're now delete. Like, the hard drive space that was dedicated to me being annoyed at you is going to get overwritten by, like, MMA stats from 2003. This right, it's, dork. It's I remember that one dork that got really mad at you and was like calling you for like saying that you were misgendering. And I what? went to the page. Yeah, yeah, it was like this: the the reporter from New York that has a very feminine. Oh name. yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the anti-fascist reporter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I went to the page because I knew I was like, oh man, I can already tell. That this person mm -hmm. has got like they them pronouns and they and this is the type of person that's gonna like use that as like a smoke screen. And mm -hmm. I checked the page, zero pronouns. I'm like, okay, cool. Called him a chick. And like, oh yeah, like 
Look at this idiot that doesn't. Hold know on. Not only right. that. Not only that. Not only that. But when I was talking about okay, like because this whole issue was like her being really like one of those like racist white liberals, right? So I was like, okay, but you, you like you, this. It was over the, the 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 Buffalo supermarket shooting, and she was upset that I was like talking about the the, the shooter's manifesto, right? It's like, oh, lady, I, lady, I, I went, I this. went to, I fucking went to Buffalo and interviewed people there. Shut the fuck up, right? Like I actually drove over there, interviewed people, and filed a story about it. Don't tell me what to do. Right. Oh, and then so, so uh, oh, hold on, weird. hold on, hold on. So, yeah. But I was like, I was basically saying, like, you don't understand, you know, like, you just don't understand what it is to be a black person at this moment. And she said, well, you don't understand what it is to be a woman. And I'm like, whoo, well, hang on a second there. Oh, you, I don't understand what it is to be a what? Because I thought she was non-binary. Yeah, like she, like, I don't know, man. It's Yeah, I, now I remember who this is. They blocked me because yeah. I was like, you are foolish enough to think that the state is going to intervene on fascism. I was like, on black dumb. people's behalf. On black you people's behalf. You are just Dude, dumb. So can I just say, you claim, she claimed, or they claim to be non binary, but trying to lecture a black guy about racism after a mm -hmm. mass shooting that he covered is mm -hmm. powerful white woman energy. Yeah, that's powerful. a white woman. That, listen, white girl magic is exceptional that, in that we will just bulldoze ahead. Yeah. No matter how wrong we are. White guys are not going to do that. Like, like, I'm not saying that we're great people, but, like, that is... No, what, I think white guys... Uh, white guys fundamentally understand, like, the concept of valor, at the very least. Like, hey, listen, like, you might say whatever you want to say to him, but you don't get to tell him how to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's only... Like, the only white yeah. guys that will do that are white liberal dudes that call themselves feminists, or, like, like... Just past middle age <laughs> white Christian guys that live in like the Midwest. That's pretty much it. Oh, Sorry, uh, rather I, I did. Uh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah we've got a caller. Rather forty six. Sorry, go ahead, bro. Nah, it's all good, man. What's happening with y'all? Uh, we good, man. We good. That's what's up. Uh, quick random question: Has anybody had the call in app messing up for them? Because like I remember. The last uh, time y'all went live, I tried to hop on, but um, it wasn't allowing me to. So I had to basically like um, uninstall the app and reinstall it. Like, has, I had, has anybody had that issue yet? Dude, uh, it's it's on and off for me with this app, honestly. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's buggy on occasion. Yeah, because I'm yeah, I'm I mean, catching it. It, right it now. froze for me last week when I called in, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, I think Mantra's uh, Mantra's like uh, um, part of the, the the call got deleted. By the way, Mantra, yeah, please please feel free to, to hop in. But uh, yeah, what was your question comment? I know I know it wasn't about the call in app. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But um, my question is, I mean, God damn, like, what the fuck has happened to Twitter? Because like, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Ever since. I've gotten suspended from Twitter and haven't put as much energy into trying to make a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess an alternative profile. My mental health has improved. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even go lie. Oh, dude, you feel way better. Like, yes. Like, I try to keep up. Like, 
I relapsed, you know, call me Eminem because this is my relapse on Twitter. And I'm like, geez, I need to just stop fucking posting. I hate this so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Today was the but worst yeah. day to do it, too. Oof. Yeah, from what it sounds like, y'all y'all going through some... Y'all you going need to learn it. to have fun on there again, Marie. <laughs> It's no, I, like, I, I think I think the best thing you can do right now is just like not not be on there. To be perfectly honest, like I'll I'll like promote stuff, I'll retweet people, but I, I don't have anything original to say on there. If there's anything that I feel like has any, if it's funny or insightful, I'll find another way to, I'll find somewhere else to to put it down. We'll have conversations here. Mm-hmm. I'll put some shit on YouTube. You know, it's not going to yeah. be on Twitter. Yeah. It, um. It's, it's just it's it, yeah. go on. No, nah, my bad. Um, my question though is, um, when it comes to like how we uh, experience relationships, especially nowadays, because um, I was having a conversation the other day, and somebody made an interesting point about how we engage relationships differently back then than what we do now. Because, for example, like the explosion of dating apps that happened, you know, I want to say like a decade ago. Um, whereas back then, oftentimes you really only dated the people in your community that, you know, you directly interact with, whether you went to school with them, you know what I'm saying? And because of that, how it was, um, I would dare to say your standards were pretty fair at the least, but now I think because especially like after like, I've been, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, all right. Um, especially like after like the beginning of COVID, you know, people are heavily isolated. People are, I mean, we already live in a heavily individualized society and I just, even on Facebook, bro, like I see so many people, men and women, even, even folks beyond that spectrum have these like unrealistic dating standards for people who they're seeking, but aren't even connected to in sense of community, let alone like, uh, culture. So that. culture as in like living the same experience or having similar experiences, uh, identifying with, you know, similar things like music, art, uh, so on and so forth, you know, and well, the, I, don't I, think it's like, I don't think that that's necessarily, I don't think they necessarily have to have, here's what it is. You have to like be somewhat grounded in reality. And I think a lot of people right now, like in the dating quote unquote market, are simply not mm-hmm. grounded in reality. Like and I'm not talking about the Kevin Samuels like, you know, date your you know, date your within your your class or whatever. You know, if you want a high value mm-hmm. man, what do you give him back in return? It's not that. Maybe it's like BMI. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. <laughs> it's like everybody like nobody right now has any sense of like security. So it's it's just again, like I was saying before, it's interesting to me how, you know, people complain about the patriarchy, but when it comes to dating, there are, there are no stronger reinforcers of the patriarchy than like women who are looking for a date. Yeah. You should be able to pay for the first date. You should, you know, like you should treat me like a a queen. You should, you know, you should be serious about moving forward in this relationship. I don't want to play games. Okay, fine. You don't want to play games. Okay. But uh, if we get married, like you should be earning more money or like most of the money. Like, it's like, so all of the things that you complain about, like uh, with the patriarchy does come with these like small ancillary benefits, i.e. you get financial security out of this. Right. And it's like, if you're putting, 
right now <clears throat> in the economic conditions that we're in where nobody really has financial security and you know this because you can simply look up the stats like wh where it comes to black people um i forget the name of that site i think it's blackstatistics.com but you can look mm -hmm. up fairly recent and relevant stats as to like how much money we make and for the median wage for black people in america is like under forty thousand dollars a year not i'm not talking about like you know uh people who are like graduates of college i'm saying like aggregate as an aggregate we our median wage is under forty thousand dollars so mm. be fucking for real you know the percentage of people that make over a hundred thousand dollars is in the, like the low single digits be fucking for real you know what i mean mm -hmm. So it's like they're they're right. just disconnected, not from community. They're disconnected from what the reality is. Like nobody has financial security right now. Everybody, like you know, the older millennials are having the same fucking problems as Gen Z people. We weren't able to like get ourselves ahead financially as a as a generational class because we've just had like once in a lifetime event after once in a lifetime event, and we haven't been able to build anything long term. So if you, mm -hmm. if you like put those considerations aside, like I want financial security for myself and my future children, we want to build an empire together or whatever the fuck you're talking about. It's like, I just want somebody that I can get along with that I can see myself raising a family with, and then put all of these like expectations as to what that's supposed to look like to the side. I think people will be just fine. It's when we try to like build, we, like we have this like vision board for ourselves. Like we have this, like this, uh, this poster, this cork board, filled with like the house that we want, the car that we want, the vacations that we want to take, what kind of business I'm going to own, what kind of business he, like they're basically building up this like fantasy story of what their future life is going to look like. And the silhouette, like the, the part of the, the vision board that is just bare cork is their partner. And it's like, you can't slot people into that because we're not commodities. But the thing about these dating apps, like where he was saying, that's what they do. They commoditize people. You are, swiping items into a basket that's what you do with these apps say, and, like, the, the other issue i would i would add to that as well is that yeah. it's also the market is that much larger right like the one thing with dating apps is you are now able to date with at a much like you're able to interact with a far larger larger i was just getting there i was just getting there apps, it used yeah. to be like you dated people that you knew from your neighborhood, from your communities, maybe like a uh, friend of a coworker, somebody that you met at church, or somebody assault uh, that you wife. met. Oh. Assault wife. <laughs> yeah, you met, you met people through. You met people through like your social circle generally, and the geography of it was relatively small. Now you can date people like you can find people available for dating for like fifty miles out. And it's like, our mm -hmm. dating circles were just not that big before these apps came. So now you're like you're comparing yourself against everybody within a 50 mile radius, and not just the people in that radius, but the persona that they're pers that they're trying to put on for everybody else to make them attractive to the market. You know what I mean? There's no, mm -hmm. there's no, absolutely no way I'm driving 50 miles away for pussy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Like a friend, a brother of one of my friends had a roommate. Like this is, again, we all went out. Like, so it wasn't like, this is like a, a third story, but like this guy was like, yeah, I'm meeting this girl. You know, this is, I was living in Eastern Washington at the time. And it's like, oh yeah, she's from Canada or from BC. And I was like, yo, she drove all the way down from Britain. Like you had to cross a fucking national border. And then drive an additional four hours to get to where I was. Oh, boy. And I'm like, Ooh. dude, 
who is this? that pussy? Like, that pussy got to be fire, bro. I'm talking. Well, she like, did it. Well, here's the thing: okay. she was coming down, and I was like, dude. Oh, she was coming to see him. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, dude, you're getting, you're getting smashed tonight. But like, he didn't. She was like really weird about it. She's just like, oh yeah, this guy's like, like, she's like being really weird and flippant with him. And he's like, okay, like, I don't like, I, I'm just gonna go home now, like, or like, I'm just gonna hang out with my boys. I'm not gonna like hang out with you. But the question is like, why did you come all the way down here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Um, guy in her own area for because a she's lecture. crazy. That's insane. Yeah, I was gonna say like, Rory, I, I'm I'm a little bit puzzled by why you're asking why a woman. No, I mean like it's it's not like I mean that I far out of her way to be flippant to a guy. for lectures. Here's the thing: it's like you're it's like she's trying to do like a neg, but she can't because it's like you can't neg someone after you drove like six hours to see them. That's not how negging works. So like you, you already put yourself down on the line with that one. Well, it's weird to to be honest. To me, it's weird to to go across country to meet someone. Oh yeah, for a first date, by the way. Yeah. No, in general, I mean, it's like, yeah. why would you want to establish a relationship with someone online that you you can't fuck? Like you you can't have oh, sex like with the them. people that uh, the people that fly people out. That is some shit I will never understand. Well, I can understand you know, if you're you like, know, a you're star or a like, yeah. yeah, people that fly people out, like, shit. That, that, that's, okay. Yeah. Me neither. I think they get a lot of money. But, I mean, like, I, yeah. I it depends on the person. Like, I, but I don't know, man. Because, like, I get girls that slide in my DMs. Well, yeah, in my first response, I get girls that slide in my DMs, and my first response to them is they ask, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm hanging with my wife and kids right now. And then secondly, I, I tell them, <laughs> if I was single, I'm not going to want to talk to a girl that's 5,000 miles away from me. I would be out at the club or the bar down the street talking to someone that I could actually take yeah. home that night. Not talking to someone that I have to talk yeah. to for like several months and then they have to fly over and shit. Like, I'm not putting in that much effort. Like, that's, but, that's, but that's a wild all this effort into just just to meet a meet another person and stuff and it's like there's millions of people around you wherever you're at you're telling me you can't find one good guy one good girl in your in your city that you have to like go online and look for someone on, online for like it's it's crazy to me like like it, oh go ahead go ahead but yeah like that that like honestly, I think it's a red flag when people do that to me, to me. Like when they need to like search for like a significant other across the the country, like online and stuff. I, I get like the younger generation, this is more normal for them. But for me, like I'm used to like I could just go to the club or bar and like talk to a girl and then take her home that night. And I think it, the younger me, generation. Weird. I I do agree. It's very weird to like seek out a relationship like a hundred miles away from you, you know what i mean that is very yeah. strange yeah yeah and you're adding you're adding a level of complication to the relationship that most relationships will not survive no god no mm -hmm. I don't I'm like, yeah oh. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, yeah, he, yeah he I can't hear him. Yeah, I'm just going on with their mic. what's up? Hi. Hi. Hi, Mantra. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Rory sounded bored to talk to me. I'm oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't impressed with Rory's response. Do better next time. <laughs> She's nagging you, Rory. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Come on. I'm just uh, Yeah, again, like, look, as long as you're not, you can't, look, all I'm saying is that you can't, you can't go through that much legwork to go on a first date with someone and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to nag the hell out of this person. It's like, no, like, you, yeah. you show your hand. I could, the only thing I could think of was, okay, when the, when the pandemic first started and we, like, sort of flocked to Discord to play games, to find gaming groups, I was a part of this gaming group and I had, like, a huge crush on this guy and he turned out he lived in idaho and like i was just so huge red flag yeah well no (laughs) it's and he was conservative too my god (laughs) well yeah you just said he's from idaho there's like yeah i mean i guess what part of idaho hold on i need to to judge the second part is pretty close i believe he was pretty close to the border too maybe I can't to the next state west. He was pretty close, but um. Oh, Washington. Like a, yes, this, yeah, he was close to the border of Washington. In fact, I think he commuted to Washington. Um. Anyway, I commuted to my hometown. Honestly. We talked. We talked all the time. I had a huge crush on him. Like we would be playing Among Us, and I would like start singing, like singing to him. Like I would just be like, I would just. I, I just, I had a real crush on him. And the only thing I can think of, we never met, but like, what if I flew to Idaho to meet him and he was like, not the guy that I expected him to be, then I might act different than, yeah, you know, I like. Mean, that's, that's the thing with like an online relationship is, especially, I mean, did you like video chat with him? Did you have like. We video chatted. We had like. We had, like, there were times where it was, like, just him and I. He'd be playing a video game, and I would watch him. I would watch his stream, the, the video game. We watched movies together. Um, it was mostly in groups, though. It was mostly, like, it was just just a small example of, like, if I had gone to meet him and was, like, disappointed in him, then I might not act like he was expecting me to act either, right? Like, if I thought, oh, he's kind of he's shorter than I no, I'm not shallow like this, but like maybe he was shorter than I thought he was going to be, or he, you know. But, uh, yeah, could you like take a, a selfie of yourself holding like a? <laughs> uh, do you, you know, you know what really fucking turns me on videos of or pictures of people leaving a convenience store or like a liquor store where they have that like like tape measure next to it, like a really yeah. sketchy liquor yeah. store. Yeah. yeah. That's that's anyway. my big turn on if you could, you know. That's just my that's just what I was thinking about when you were telling that story about the the girl acting weird like but also I was thinking do girl can can women neg? Like do women neg? I would never have I would never yes. women neg all the fucking cry. time. I call yeah. it the it's very weird. Yeah, all the fucking time. Yeah. I'm okay. married. I don't five negs. <laughs> That's the thing. No, like, w- women will just, like, for absolutely no reason, like, it'll come out of nowhere. They'll just, like, put you down for no fucking reason. I don't even think they realize they're doing it. 
okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, like, I guess I, I guess I'm, I don't know, I'm really like, I don't, I, I'm pretty nice to people. I generally, I, I mean, I know that you're a complete sweetheart and you wouldn't do shit like I'm that. Like, I, yeah. I'm really a nice person, but I also don't date. So maybe if I was in a relationship and it was like there were issues, I would. Well, so, here's the, not only I do they do that if they don't know, it's, it's weird. Like, not only do they not, do they, they'll do that when they're getting to know you to just try and like see how you handle, you know, yeah. like her okay. being a bit of a shithead. But like <laughs> when you get into relationship, like, and you know, some, some, some of them will say, I'm just joking or I'm just like trying to take the piss. But like women can be absolutely fucking ruthless with their, their partners when it comes to just like begging people, yeah. like, like, oh, like I, steal I the joy out of your heart. I believe you. And yeah. my thing, yeah. For a lot of one thing that I always find really weird is when it's like, why like they're also they're they're bad at negging and like like i don't think they understand the concept of negging where it's like 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 this girl negged me like after like she came back to my apartment my apartment like she didn't do this at the bar she was like she's like in my apartment just like insulting me like saying my apartment is gross and ugly and i'm like wow yo you're supposed to do this that's fucking bold <laughs> you're supposed to that's do no but that's the thing it's like you're supposed to do that at the bar you're not supposed to do that like once we're gonna hook up like that's the opposite like i'm like no like leave go away yeah yeah that's me if anyone in if felt in my apartment i'd be like yeah okay bye and then i was like like, like no like oh. i need you to leave my house and she's like yeah. really and i'm like yeah 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 go away like i don't yeah, it's messed up. What? What? It was, and one of my friends was like, "Yeah, no, she's insane." I'm like, yeah, I know, I know that now. Yeah, that's that's weird. Okay, so what about relationships? Do people nag in relationships? Like, if you're in, like, I just told you that. Yeah, like, yeah. they do. Okay, yeah, so, like, I just told you that do. women will like. No, I they will I, I fucking roast. Yeah, hey. yeah. I, I think it's been a while. It's it's, really it's, it's something that I've had to time. deal with, and like, I guess like. You know, I, I've like I've really had to deal with like my self confidence and all of that. You know what I mean? Like I've I've yeah, really had to yeah. deal with myself uh, around that because I your don't know, prior like, relationship when, before your current one was very bad. It was very bad. Yeah, like yeah, we both very know that. Bad. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but there's been relationships before. Like I'm not basing anything Other on that because no yeah like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna base like, like all job. of my relationships with women on an abusive relationship i'm not gonna do that no. but no. like prior to that like it was a thing that i noticed women do a lot it's like when they're in a relationship with a guy they'll just say like really shitty and mean things and then when he like reacts about it oh my gosh why are you getting so sensitive it's like yeah because you're yeah, just being was, fucking mean and women don't like compliment their partners either and like don't tell oh, our God, partners no. like that they're attractive like you know but we yeah. expect it to be dished upon us like how we need yeah. if you don't tell us how gorgeous we are every day we're like mad at you but like we also don't return the favor which i think is awful yeah i i i so, i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you like i i don't expect it i don't get told that uh, i i think um rika told me was it Rika or was it? No, it was my friend Rachel that said to me, um, or just like, you know, remarked on me being handsome. And I was like, oh, oh you're it. incredibly was... handsome. Oh, and I've oh, said, you. oh, stop. I've told no, you like... thousands of times that I think you're super handsome. 
And Thank like, you. I guess, made myself stop doing it because I didn't want to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's that I'm not used to. Uh, here's the thing: I'm just not used to getting compliments, and well, it, it, I, thing, I'm not used I, to getting compliments either from like sucks. like people generally or anybody that I'm in a relationship with. Here's the thing, though: I feel like it, it's like the opposite ends for like men and women, but I feel it's a, like the horseshoe in the sense that like it's both. We're like men don't ever really get compliments, but the plus side is like. You know, like, you feel really good when someone gives you. You're like, oh, damn. Like, I'll be like, damn, I like your shoes, man. And he's just like, oh, thanks. Like, oh. And then, but, like, with women, it's like, they get complimented all the time, especially by other women. And it's like, man, you don't really believe that. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, there's a few times where it's like, damn, girl, yeah. you're looking so fine. And I'm like. Yeah. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, they get, they get, some can get, exact. they can exaggerate quite a bit. I didn't wash my hair. I look gross. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, cool. we both know that's, that's not true. Like, I, yeah, and so it's like, I don't know what's really worse, right? Is it like, you know, having few compliments, but you're, you like them more, or having a lot of compliments, but you're like... They should be genuine. Yeah, yeah but it, it feels less genuine, right? I feel like a good comp... I, I mean, I think people need to be built up. Everyone needs to be built up, and your partner's. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, your partner's supposed to be the one who does that. So you know, okay. Mm -hmm. So the reason I called in actually is because I did have a relationship that was really, really bad, and it made me stop dating, and then my life exploded, and I couldn't date, and yada yada. yada. But uh, yeah, so here I am, and I'm like, it's been a really long time. I'm of a certain age, and I kind of want to start dating. And I like, I want to have a relationship, but it's been a long time, so I'm, I'm like. I'm sure in a lot of ways I'm emotionally mature, but you know, I'm going to be walking into a relationship where it's been uh, 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 Montreal, I'll tell you something. 20 like, years. <laughs> here's the thing. You are a huge fucking sweetheart. And to be honest, like a lot of the, uh, the stuff that you talk about, like, you know, I think that, uh, you know, people need to hear this and they deserve that. And so you're going to walk into your next relationship, like a goddamn unicorn because this is this yeah. is stuff that like people just don't understand or get. Like it's not all about like satisfying or even satisficing your needs through your partner. Yeah. It's like yeah, you're going to get, but you like they're, you're ideally going to get something out of being in the relationship, but you also have to give. And it doesn't mean that giving is like painful or that like you have to like find a balance because you're giving so much. No, it should just feel natural and normal for you to do things yeah. like want to do things with your partner or for your partner or to compliment your partner, make them feel good. You know what I mean? But people act like yeah. those regular ass things, which I do even with like my friends and family are just like, this is labor. Like everything has gotten so transactional that we can't even fathom mm -hmm. having normal ass human relationships with each other if we're not coming out on top of the deal. I think part of it is, and, and I was I was saying this earlier, but I, I really genuinely think that people are afraid of being vulnerable to each other. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's where a lot of this, and, and like, and this yeah. is both, both with men and women. It, it expresses yeah. itself very differently. I mean, that's why you have like, you know, with men, it's like, oh yeah, like so many women are into dating me. Like, I just, I have just so many options, you know, okay, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's also like this like diet red pill shit where it's just like, you know, guys don't like uh, don't don't chase her. Don't like gas her up. Don't do this. That, and the, it's like, yeah. you know, they're like all of these rules are are absolutely stupid. Just be yourself, bro. Like, is that like by, by trying to approach her like she's some sort of like uh, 
like a rare species that's like capricious and very flighty, like you, you, you have to approach her and talk to her like a scared deer, you're actually doing more to like put women on a pedestal, quote unquote, yeah. than all of the simps that you're laughing at. You're also just going to drive like, yourself insane. You know? I don't want to yeah. be put on a pedestal. I want to be someone's partner, you know, like. No, it's, I mean, I think everybody's just being very weird about it. Like the, the red pill guys are like, oh, you know, don't put women on a pedestal. And then there's like the, the male feminists who are just like, oh my God, like we don't even deserve you. And it's like, guys, <laughs> we're human, we're human fucking beings. There's nothing that mysterious about each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's 8 billion people on the planet. They're not, there's not 8 billion different personalities. You know, there's, there's like probably like 10 yeah. different personalities that 8 billion people <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's true. We manifest this like different experiences through very similar uh, ways. Yeah, no, man, I'm built different. I just say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know this, Rory. We know. We know. Yeah, yeah, but like, no, I, I, I just, I think that, I, I feel that it's this sense that where you always have to have one over on someone else. Um. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's always like, like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I always have to have like an exit strategy. I always have to be like playing one over on everybody just because like, I don't want to look like an idiot. If it goes, yeah. south, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, you, one, I, wants I know, to be a, so much... no one wants to be a sucker. Yeah. yeah. You know, you were vulnerable. No you to told be... them things that you hadn't told anybody else. You know, you, you let down your guard. And this is what happened. That's life. Sometimes yeah. you get your heart broke. You know, yeah. And... I mean, it's, and part of it is just like, yeah, it, it's afraid, you're afraid of being cringe and you're afraid of, of putting yourself out there and getting kind of like knocked back. And it's like, yeah, but that's just part exactly. It's part of life. You have But to all that it. happens is that you become cringe in an incredibly roundabout way, you know? Yeah. And, and also you just become like, you get these, you know, and, and I think there was a conversation today, but both men and women do this in sort of different ways where it's like, they're trying, they try to come off as like really cool yeah. And it's like, no, you, you just sound like the female equivalent of, like, a creepy old man at a bar with his, like, yeah. weird, creepy old friends that are, like, they're all divorced and they're, like, trying to hit on, like, the one waitress thing. <laughs> like, you don't want to be that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, that's that sucks. You, you want to be somebody cool and not an insane person. But, like, in order to do that, you have to sort of, you know, open yourself up for you know, potentially having like bad things happen to you. Like that just, not bad things, but like, you know, for having like- No, you're, they, like I mean, they are, no, they are bad things. Do, you're gonna get your- I 100% agree. People can do bad things to you emotionally. Sorry. Yeah, so, Michael, you're, you're like, yeah, Michael, you're really cutting out there. Yeah, so go, go ahead, Mantra. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, like the reason I stopped dating was because I was in a relationship with someone who basically I don't know, like, I don't know how to just, I don't, I don't think there's a word for it, but you know how the concept of the stepward wives and basically yeah. all the tactics of how you would break someone down to make them into your perfect partner, mm-hmm. like, con- I guess negging, although I didn't know, I didn't realize, I probably didn't realize. I mean, negging is definitely that. a tool in that, right? But he, gaslight, neg. Uh, like lots of gaslight and also love bomb you know like all the things that we now know the words for that at the time 
I didn't and have used, and used like incredibly loosely when way we really too shouldn't, much. but yeah. yeah. I will say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like, like no, love no, bombing no. is what people do to like get you into a cult. It's not being nice to you when you start dating. That's not and love yeah, bombing. Just, That's yeah, just, yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. Just, just in you. Like, you're just ghosting someone. It's like you were nice to, you were like nice to someone and then you ghosted them. That's not so love bombing. Love bombing is when you like, when you, after you've done something horrible to a person. You love bomb them to make them. Understand. Is that like it, it emerged out of cults? So like when a person yeah. is like showing signs that they might be leaving the cult, then yeah. like all of the cultists will just like talk to them about how, like how much they're loved, how much they're like, you know, like we we really appreciate you being here. You are so important to the community. They'll like yeah, they'll just like show them like the best time. They'll buy them gifts. They'll do all sorts of stuff to like get them to it's like well where am i going to find love like this outside of this cult so that's what exactly. gets them to stay and in yeah, like so, the relationships it's, it's when you force a woman to watch the love guru which <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, let's go what happened was, this guy was like significantly older than me i was in my late 20s he was about 20 years older than me and he knew all the tactics of manipulation but then when i got out of the relationship i was so deeply ashamed of myself for having been manipulated like that, that I was like, I'm never dating again. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. So. Well, I know that feeling. Experience, right? Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, it's like, well, it won't happen again, you know. And it's like, and yeah, like you know, that's that's part of life. And you know, again, I I hate talking about like age gaps and things on Twitter, specifically on Twitter, because like you don't really know what another person is going. Like you don't, and you don't know the dynamic. It is very it. clear that like a guy who's older might be able to, um, you know, like a guy, a guy who's older definitely can sort of like use his Asian experience to exert some degree of control over younger women. Like I, I will definitely yeah. grant that. I know this yeah. happens. Absolutely. It's just, Absolutely. but the thing is they, they, it's, what they do on social media, it's not just Twitter, but it's just a social media thing is that they impart that dynamic to every relationship where the age is wider than the gap that they themselves are comfortable with. Oh, like this is I what all of those yeah. relationships must be like. I saw someone today say 24 and 21 was not appropriate. <sighs> that's like, a, just like, like oh God, you are out so of your mind. Practically a pedophile. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I say, we I should dated just... a 21 year old when I was 28. <laughs> I'm it's like I said, everybody <laughs> under the age of 30, we should just scale the age of consent up to 99 and try again. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like if you are currently alive, uh -huh. no, no, after we scale it up, then it's okay. Just drop it down to like 18 again. But if you are currently alive, we're going to scale it up to 99 and then just, you know, all of you, we're just going to, we got to let you, your generation just has to go through the death cycle, like a pig through a Python stomach. All right. We'll, we'll try again with the next ones. It's, it's either that or just, or it's either that or drown them all in a barrel, you know? It's it's just bizarre, you know. I mean, it's it's like, well, it's also just again, nobody trusts each other. Nobody believes. I mean, I, I think a lot of it is also just self doubt too. Where it's like, I mean, the the person that thinks that like a twenty one year old can't like or a twenty two year old is like a child that talks about a twenty two year old like a child, and they're yeah. like twenty four, twenty five, yeah. does not think of themselves as an adult. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're right. self infantilizing. Yeah. And I have and to wonder like, why. Like, I Which that I thought yeah. that's what we were trying to get away from. Well, it was, I, I was know. sitting here and I'm like, it's like, it's so disgusting that people, like, people literally hate children 
And I'm like, but you're talking about a 20, almost a 23 year old woman, right? Not a child, like not even a teenager, like a child. And you're also 25. Like you're like, you're only three years out from that. Like it's, it's just bizarre. Like, and I think a lot of it does come down to like self doubt and them reading themselves where it's like, I don't think they feel comfortable with like making mature decisions. And so it's just they need that. Onto everybody else, you know? Well, my my favorite bit about it is how sexist it is. It's like, yes, let's remove all agency from agency. young women and make them helpless I damsels. That's what fucking second wave feminism was for. Was to say like, <laughs> hey, we're more than just brood mares. We have our own agency. We can make our own decisions, especially about what we do with our bodies. Oh, but hang on a second. You know, 50 years ago, oh, but hang on a second. Maybe we, we got to dial that back a little bit. We got to like figure out Okay, maybe maybe we can decide what we want to do with our bodies at the age of twenty five or above. Yeah. Right? Well, well, no, it, it's it's outside. The thing is, it's outside of a situation where there is a man. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, that's like it's it's the same thing where it's like yeah, there's agency. Well, yeah, add add a man to it, and there's as soon as it's like a man, it's like there's yeah, it's like exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this demon has come into your life, and it's like you know this this sort of Svengali monster, and it's like no, it's just like a dude named Richard. Like, come on now, come yeah. on now, man. Like, you know, you're, you're just like, you're playing yourself, you know? And, and again, yeah, it's like these people, they, they want to be, they simultaneously want to have control over their lives, but they don't also But then argue that they don't actually have control over their lives. I know. A dude named Richard, you know, he wears, he puts zinc on his nose in this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, and oh my god, yeah, he wears so wears Drakkar, he wears Drakkar noir. And it's like, come on. <laughs> like, like you're, you're acting like you're dating, like, you know, the war machine or something. And you're like, and oh my like, god. And it's like an editor <laughs> for, like, Eater New York. Like, get out of here. Like, I am so sorry. Dating. If men are so bad, let's just all be lesbians. Like, fuck, come on. Yeah, and it's I'm, like I I'm never felt safe in this relationship. It's like, well, you didn't even live together. Like, <laughs> and, and you're like looking at this guy, and you're like, "There's, I'm sorry, like this guy is not. He's a dork. I'm sorry. You could like, it's just it's silliness, right? It's like I'm sorry. You're 27 years, or like you're 31 years old. And some of these people like that talk about this stuff. They're really oh, like old. The, I think the the to- what's his name? The guy from Parks and Recreation. Uh, Aziz and sorry. Aziz, oh, Aziz and yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. My bad. The, the community was Donald Glover. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Donald Glover too. But you know what I mean? Like the girl who went back to his apartment and like, you know. Yeah, I mean, like they were fooling around, and she told him to she stop. Got bad. She, and got he bad. she got bad. And then she got mad anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and she wrote. I mean, he got canceled for being kind of a for just, kind of for a giving bad a date. For yeah, bad head. That was the real thing. I feel like, <laughs> like if that poor guy got like at least Louis C.K. did something legitimately disgusting. He didn't even get really properly canceled. Was he on sorry? Like paid for that shit? Crazy. And, and a lot of I think for, for some of it is just like, and, and how I look at it is, especially with a lot of cancellations, like you just man, you can't apologize. That's that's always what happened. Like it's just you're gonna end up. As soon as you apologize, like, it, it just makes things worse. It always makes things worse. And I know that sounds, like, bizarre. And people will say, like, oh, well, that's a psychotic thing to say. I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, 
once you apologize, it's like, they're not, most of the, most of the time there's a cancellation or, or most of the time, like everybody's getting fired up on Twitter. They're not there to get closure. They're not there to move mm-hmm. past, they're not there to like open themselves up and talk about it. They're there to get mad at you. Yeah. And as soon as you apologize, yeah. yeah, it's like, as soon as you apologize, you're, oh, brutal. you take the wind out of it. Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, they, no, it's just like it becomes what that apology is not good enough. You didn't address this. You oh, didn't yeah. address that. You missed this part and that part. You and didn't that see angle this, and this word. And yeah. then there's the people <laughs> who jump in and make up new things to get mad at. So yeah. you have this just yeah, whole like, phenomenon. Who is that? Like it's like Felicia Sanmez when she tried to like like cancel like Dave Weigel and. I don't know if you guys remember this, but she was a yes, uh, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah, the Washington Post journalist, yeah, yeah, and, and she was a journalist from the Washington Post, and one of her coworkers shared like a it was a it was a he retweeted a silly like joke. it was a what the joke was um all girls are bi it's up to you to yeah two types of women yeah. either yeah there's two types uh, all women are bi either uh, bisexual or, or bipolar. Which I don't know. Which, by the way, which is as somebody who's bisexual and bipolar, that's funny. Okay, but the joke—it's funny. The joke was actually watered down. Hang on, hang on. The joke was actually watered down. The original joke was, "All women are bi." It's just up to—it's just up to you to figure out if it's sexual, polar, or onical. I'm like, okay, that's a funny joke. That's a way funnier joke. Oh come on! What anyway? So and again, like, look. I don't know if I would share that on my professional Twitter, but again, you know, I think there's a certain, it's, it's not, it's a pretty light joke. And yeah, she went nuts. Like she was like, this guy is awful. He's terrible. And she apologized. He, un, you know, she never contacted him directly. She, she ex, like, just called him out right away. Yeah. 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 And, and the Washington Post, and he was like, okay, well, I'm going to unretweet. He's like, that's not good enough. This shows like a, a pattern of, of <laughs> sexism. In the Washington Post, and, yeah, and it's like, and really, like okay, you we're going to suspend him for like a week mm-hmm. without pay, which is insane. Yeah, but then she just kept, kept going, going. Mm-hmm. and it was like, like what? And, and it got to the point where she was like accusing her boss of being like, like a, a bigot, and I'm kind of sitting there like, man. Like what? What do you want out of this? Like what? What? What will make you happy? And eventually, she ended up just getting fired, right? Because it was like, yeah, you you just were having like you were basically calling your boss a bigot on Twitter. Like that's not gonna fly. Yeah, yeah. like it's just not gonna fly. Um, like not even the, not even the union is defending you on that one. Yeah, no, and they no. did. The union the union couldn't back her up. They were like, yeah, they, yeah, she's toast. Yeah, it's like like getting into like a fist fight with like somebody on the floor. It's like you can't you can't do this. Like there's you know that like puts the the safety of the paper into question. And again, it's like by apologizing. And, and the point I brought that up was that by apologizing, like the point was not that Dave Weigel shared this. It was that she was mad at her. It was she was mad at the paper or the management or something in her life wasn't going right and she just wanted to go off. And it just so happened that Dave Weigel was the guy that he that just happened to be the incon- yeah, the convenient target. You know, exactly wrong, wrong place, wrong time. And and the problem is that is that like by apologizing, he wasn't 
back, you know, he wasn't helping the situation. He was making it worse because by apologizing, all he was doing was like robbing her of a chance to just get really angry online, which is the whole point of her doing this in the first place, right? So again, like by apologizing, all you're doing is just, you're in many situations, in many cases, you're just making it worse, like across the board, you know? So that's, yeah. I actually don't think people should ever apologize. I mean, because if you did I mean, in your personal life, in your personal life, yes. Like apologies are, they're free, they don't cost you anything. Yeah. They're free, they don't cost you anything. They can gain you everything online. Never. And when I say online, I mean with strangers, right? Yeah, yeah with like, like people I have no connection with. Yeah, because like what, yeah, what, what would have right? happened if he hadn't apologized? I'm, I'm just trying to imagine what would have happened if he hadn't apologized. I, I think like he could have. I mean, I think he probably would have just said like, "Hey, I'm sorry." I mean, basically, he did nothing wrong. Honestly, Dave Lightfoot yeah. did nothing wrong. That's the big takeaway from this. Because there's again, there's not much you can do as as in that situation. Like you do have to apologize, right? Well, I think of it in like legal terms. If you're apologizing, you're admitting guilt. And like, if you don't feel guilty, why apologize? Because I mean, most people like when they apologize, it's an empty apology, anyways, because they're just doing it yeah. to get rid of the situation. They're not doing it because they necessarily actually feel remorse or anything for what they said. They just don't want the drama that comes with certain situations. Like, when you apologize to your wife or your significant other and all, like, you don't necessarily don't have, like, lost you again. But on Twitter, when you apologize, you're going to get, like, a thousand arguments that come with that apology. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's no point. There's there's really no point. But Tom, hey guys, like I, I don't want to, I, I, I don't mean to be rude, but yeah, we are like, yeah, we are heading towards the midnight hour and we're, we're going oh, no, a little bit yeah. far afield. I was going to say, we should probably, uh, probably wrap this one up. Um, before we go, is there anything that uh, you guys want to uh, pitch or anything that we need to uh, cover in our housekeeping? Nah, nah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Nah, nah really. you know, yeah, I'm all right. Okay, cool. Nah. Uh, well, I just want to. <laughs> I want to thank all of our callers. Mantra, thank you very much for uh, for calling thank in. Thank you. Thank I want you. to thank all of our listeners for uh, spending some time with us tonight and hearing us like uh, you know do online uh, and and impersonal therapy. Uh, we, shout we out to the host. Of- <laughs> well, <I'm> <laughs> uh, it's all good. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you again uh, next week, Monday, Monday at nine thirty p.m. Eastern time. Yep. Thanks very much. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye.